Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 64 of the Dry Spellcast. Uh, this is the week of November 17th, 2019. I'm Matt. Uh, to my immediate left is Austin. Say hi, Austin. Hello. Hello, everyone. It's been so long. We still exist. Hold on. We'll get there. And then to his his immediate left, um, that way. Nope, nope, that way. Is Jason? Nope, nope, nope. Hey, that, this way. Go. Yeah, <laughs> we're stacked on our screen, so because it's um, Matt above me and then Jason, so we're we're doing like a whole Brady Bunch thing here. So oh, there's something weird going on. Yeah, I don't. We need know. six more people and just make a cube. Uh, <laughs> or like a, like the old Hollywood Squares game. Right, exactly. <laughs> And then Matt can just uh, add it in, like, tic-tac-toe on top of us. Pop into Gilbert Gottfried or Oprah. Not Oprah. That's funny funny that you said that, (laughs) because they made a, technically, a successor to that called Nashville Squares now, because it's in Nashville. Oh, now I heard that. Hosted hosted by Bob Saget. Yes. The totally relevant Bob Saget. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, America's Funniest Home Videos. Still going. Um, Still going with somebody else. Yeah. Uh, Tom Tom Bergeron. So Bob Saget actually had a adult version of it on Netflix. Did he um, really? Yes, and it was it was basically he got out. He made a bunch of crude jokes. They would show some stupid videos, innuendoing and something. And it was the worst pile of garbage I'd ever watched. I. I didn't make it through the whole first episode and never went back. It was the worst thing I think I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, Relevancy of Bob Saget is not quite as high as it used to be. Oh, yes, not 1990, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Hey, still Um, on Fuller House, though. Season... Next season's almost dropping, I think, on Netflix. So, which I've like never I watched. like I care. I haven't watched it ever. Yeah. So, and we'll probably never watch. Ne- no, I'm, I'm. I think I'll be okay. Not ever watching Fuller House. I think I was yes. just in the room. So I think I think one of them's in jail. Oh yeah, Lori Laughlin for the whole like college scandal thing. <laughs> yes, she's off. Actually, the, yes. She's off the show now, officially because yeah. you know uh, it she just happened. Lied. Yeah, because. You know, if anyone doesn't know what happened, she hired someone to take her daughter's SAT and Photoshop her in various clubs to look good for Harvard. As one does. Yes, as a mom would do, does apparently. And, well, uh, and actually, uh, she did more than once with quite a few people. <laughs> yeah, well, and Felicity <laughs> Huffman, the other actress, she was she's actually the one that got jail time for it. Right. She was what I think. It was two weeks of jail, but she was there for ten days, and you know Hollywood jail, whatever that means, you know. Still get sure. Totally. You know. Still so, terrible. <laughs> still terrible, but you know, ain't no bitches getting shanked in there, probably. You don't know. I'm just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Bob Saget. Bob Saget. Um. So. Uh, it's been what, like two it's months? Been one week. <laughs> it's been. I think it was supposed to be one month, and then it just became. So two. Well, okay. No, I think. Are you going to so explain it, what happened? Yes. Or, so okay. it was so two months ago, um, because it was it would have been two months ago. We got down and we recorded a podcast together, the three of us. We it's did true. a thing. 
um it was uh i don't know okay um but uh apparently somehow i recorded everybody's audio except for mine let's not mention the fact that i record it several different ways so like i have an audio program recording and I have the video program also recording audio, and somehow I got everybody else's sound except mine. Um, and if you've listened or watched any of our stuff, I talk a lot, um, and so it was quite a bit of empty space that uh, we couldn't just make up, so it kind of went by the wayside. Um, so it goes into the vault with, I believe, episode 18 and 28. Uh, a few of them. And then, which never made it. <laughs> and then the, the last time we recorded before that was like uh, another two months. So it's <laughs> been a while. <laughs> it's been um, a little more consistent schedule, but you know, whatever. We're I, l- I, blame, I blame you two. I blame you two. I have the, the same schedule every week. <laughs> I, I now do you do. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, but I have since September. Yeah. Oh, anyways, it. And before that, <laughs> I was employed, so I was free. Whatever. We know. I I have a terrible schedule. I'm aware. Um, if you guys want to do this at like 2 a.m., I'm always available. <laughs> I'm usually at work at 2 a.m., so exactly it doesn't work. <laughs> exactly, it's not passed, all my fault. Passed out sleeping and also drunk just kidding always always, always. i'm drunk now every 2 a.m i am every 2 a.m no matter what day christmas day i don't care i'll be drunk 2 a.m he's drunk right now too so. i'm i'm a yeah <laughs> <laughs> i am yeah. i was so i was uh i i was at a wedding earlier today um, not anybody I knew, but uh, I, w- I was paid to be there, so it's okay. Uh, oh, okay. Was it a Disney were... wedding? Shh. No. Are you not um, to talk about that? So, uh, they were serving O'Doul's, which is like an alcohol free beer. And I like kind of sat there and was like, who would order this ever? Like, I like beer. I drink a lot of beer. Um, if you took away the alcohol in it, I probably wouldn't touch it ever. I, I, I don't know who they make that for. Well, I mean, I guess if you have someone who has friends who drink, but they don't drink, let them feel like they fit in, but still, they usually... So you're saying next coke. time we go to Jesse Rayborn's house, we just bring him up a pack of O'Doul's? <laughs> yes, there we go, there we go. You know what I bet he does drink? Water. Or, you know, O'Doul's. <laughs> O'Doul's is water. Heineken has a alcohol-free beer now. Really? Mm-hmm. That's bizarre. For people yeah, who want the taste... Case- yeah, the but the wonderful the taste of Heineken. I, love, I know. Mm, very good. I love mm. that. Mm, it tastes like Holland. <laughs> Holland in a bottle. Tastes like I yeah, should tastes be like, drunk. Tastes like I should be drunk right now, yeah. Nope, not even close. 
that culturally that was, like, we're only slightly racist here. Not okay. only was that not culturally appropriate, it was also incorrect. <laughs> what, what are people from Holland? They're Dutch. What's Dutch? Dutch. Um, um, I have no idea what I, the, the I, Dutch I'm not in a, an impersonator, so I couldn't tell you. Me neither. So, video games. <laughs> um, oh, it's yeah, been... It's been a long time, so there's a lot of stuff to cover. Our new section is huge. Thank you, Jason. Because <laughs> I know it was you. Um, I was yeah, it wasn't me. I... <laughs> yeah, I know it wasn't. <laughs> um, and uh, there's been there's been some big stuff that has come out, not only recently, mm-hmm. but within the last couple months. So I think we should just kind of start plowing through it. Um, I'm going to start with me. Do um, it. Which I usually don't do, but I'm going to because I'm at the top of the list. And I'm going to start with the stuff that neither of you played. First of all, um, let's start with Doraemon's Story of Seasons. Uh... Stop it! I can't see. <laughs> you can't edit it while I'm reading the, the script. <laughs> For those of you not watching, he's just changing everything about our script, so it's all it's all fun. Yeah, well, Matt, Matt said he's on the first. This is why we one. shouldn't not... Google Drive any of this. Um, <laughs> stop it! So, I anyways, fixed it. Um, do you guys like Stardew Valley? <laughs> I love Stardew Valley. I have. Way too many hours. It's uh, that was my unemployment game. Yes, um, I think we all have. Game. Yes, I think we all have an insane amount of hours into Stardew Valley. I think I think it's one of the quickest games I put a hundred hours into. Like, oh yeah, easy. It was like oh. Wow, that was really fast. Hour here, hour there. So yeah, you know, so I was playing... Point. Hour here, it was like eight hours here, eight hours there for me. Yeah, <laughs> literally, so literally what I did all day. I, uh, I knew that it was a lot like Harvest Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I had heard that. I have never played a Harvest Moon um but i had heard that well i guess harvest moon has actually turned into story of seasons and that's their like the the new title of that kind of like genre of game um and doramon is uh an anime character um he's like this uh this robotic cat uh, who follows his friend Nobi? I think it's Nobi Nobi. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyways, there's there's a game that is basically <laughs> Harvest Moon with these characters, um, and I've been playing it on the Switch. Uh, huh. And I'm going to tell you right now: Have either of you played Harvest Moon? Mm-mm. Any no, of them? I have not. No. Um, I'm kind of super shocked how much Stardew Valley took from that game. <laughs> um, like I knew that they were very similar, and I knew it was kind of like that style of thing. Um, but I mean, it is. Besides the pixelated art, it's pretty much that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the like in this game particularly, like the the romance doesn't seem to be a big part of the game. 
Um, but I mean, the the mines, the way you farm, the way you organize seeds, the way you sell things. I mean, there is literally a storage bin on your property that you store your like harvested crops in and they just automatically sell it at night. Um, I mean, the blacksmith, like, upgrades tools the same way, uh, you fish the same way. I mean, it is literally those games to a T. Um, (laughs) and so I, I, I've been playing it, um, a little bit here and there, uh, and it's funny, like, sitting down and playing this and being like, I think this makes me want to play more Stardew Valley. <laughs> um, I, I will say, like, the characters in this game are, like, like cute in a way. Like, um, I guess the story kind of revolves, like, they're, like, a group of friends and somehow they get caught in this ridiculous storm that blows them to another, like, world... And so it's them trying to get back to their world, but when they're habitating this new world with this new town, with these new people, they have to, like, all the kids in the town have to get jobs. Is it Pelican Um, Town? And so, yeah, pretty much. And so, like, you you and all of your, uh, like, friends all get together and get different jobs. Um, and you get the farm. You get a farm from a friend, and that's your job, is you farm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's neat, uh, but it's very much one of those. And I kind of, like, I sat back and I kind of thought to myself, can I do this again? Do I have the will inside of me to put (laughs) another several hundred hours into a farming simulator and i don't know if i do <laughs> i mean it's got to be stardew valley right and it's that's the thing like that's like, the other thing like i really like uh, some of the things that like stardew valley has like did like the 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 writing and the characters i think is what like really brings stardew valley into its own oh yeah um, yeah and absolutely. and like well, i, I think that was like the best thing about stardew valley is because it it'll be different every time because how you level up a character's hearts with you initiates cutscenes mm. and stuff like that, and it's just it's super creative. And there's some cutscenes you'll probably never see if on one playthrough, then on another playthrough you'll get something else. So yeah, I, like I and I really I really enjoy that about it. It doesn't feel linear, and it's so much more like kind of sandboxy. Like you have this big area that you can go in and basically build your farm however you want where like story of seasons it seems that it's like a lot more kind of rigid about those things the cool thing is is like the quest system seems a little more i don't want to say thought out but a little more built like oh we've been doing this for 20 years we know how to build these kind of things um but on the other side, like Stardew Valley, it just feels so open-ended. And and the cool thing about it, it is it's like, if you want to just farm, you can do that. Right. Uh, if you want to just fish, you can totally do that. Uh, there's absolutely nothing in Stardew Valley that makes you do a specific set of things. If you don't want to upgrade the community center, don't you will totally make it through the game without it. You don't want to do the romance options, then don't. 
like I like I really super appreciate that. And like when you fail quests in Stardew Valley, it's not like they slap you on the wrist or anything. It's just like oh, you just didn't do it. Right. Cool. Yeah, it's just it's just a request, and, and no one no one filled it. So yeah. It was fine. Um, and I think that's the kind of stuff that I like. I super appreciate about that game. Um, and also, uh, he's releasing a huge update for Stardew Valley. Um, oh, really? Soon, if not already. Yeah, he's. he's I literally re- just typed that into our news section. <laughs> I was thinking about that. You yes. are on top of it, Matt. You seem to slow your roll right now. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm like I'm super excited about that. Uh, I guess he's coming in and he's making the the roma the like the romance uh, choices a little bit different. So like, so I gotta so I gotta start a new game over is what you're saying. Absolutely. But start so like it, once you get married to a character in Stardew Valley, that's kind of it. Yeah. Um. But uh, in his new update. There's more ways to get more hearts with that person, um, and so I think that's kind of a cool way to stay engaged, because it's it kind of like once you have a girlfriend or boyfriend, or and once you get married well, and all that stuff. Once you get married, it's then like it. yeah, it's like there's not much else to do at that point. Um, yeah, because so then I, you still, I mean, you can still give them gifts and whatnot, but right. it's like you're not increasing the hearts anymore. I mean, once you get the the star fruit from your spouse once you hit the secret 13 stars or hearts with them then it's like that's it so yeah so i, I, I think yeah. fun fact i think that's neat but also um i guess he's cr- like uh there's a new farm that Style? he's uh, introducing yeah mm. um i've only ever really used the default like the yeah, original. that's what I did in my my playthrough. Um, in my like three or four playthroughs of that game, <laughs> that's the like the only one I've ever done. I've always wanted to go back and try one of the other ones, um, because it seems interesting and it seems like the way you have to grow and stuff like that kind of changes, and I I, I really like that. But yeah. Um, I'm not saying that Story of Seasons is a bad game because it's totally not. It's enjoyable, and I think if you were like, if you were looking for a game for like a kid um, to sit down and play, like I think this is totally fine. Um, it's pretty like hands-on. The first thirty to forty-five minutes is super difficult to get through because they walk you through everything every single button press they teach you you want to harvest a crop they have a training that is like if you don't press the buttons in the right order it triggers like a little cutscene where the guy's like are you listening to me um what the fuck are you doing (laughs) yeah like yeah he puts a gun to your head and makes you pull your weeds but yeah like once you get past that um, it's really good. And it's funny. At a certain point, they finally just start asking you, do you need me to show you this? <laughs> hey, dumbass! Like... <laughs> you figured it out yet? No? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, and I, if I you got... keep failing at that point, they just walk off and turn off the game. Yeah, I, I like, and I, I kind of wonder at what point they made that decision, because, like, 
all of the farming and stuff is super rigid on how they train you. And then, like, when you get the fishing pole, um, the lady gives you a fishing pole and she's like, do you need me to show you how to use this? Yes or no? And it's like, wait, why, why did I not have a choice on anything else? <laughs> but I don't know. Somebody made that decision somewhere along the line. Um, it's really not that big of a deal. It's, it's a cute little game. Um, I enjoy it. Um, I don't think there's enough time in my life for another farming simulator, though. Right. Until the next farming simulator comes out. Right? Until American Farming Simulator. Mm. Matt's just gonna get a farm, is what he's saying. I think. I think the inevitable end of this is just a farm. Um. Yeah, you're gonna be like, this isn't like what it was in the games. I put the shit in the bin, and no one takes it for me. Where's my money? Yeah, this is not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> this is wrong. Um, Wasted um, my time. So, another game I've been playing uh, is the Untitled Goose Game. Yes, I wanted to play that. How is it? Um. So, so Game of the Year is coming up. <laughs> and we need to talk. So, we're gonna, we have started like kind of talking about Game of the Year. Um, like I have been thinking about it, like what is my list going to look like this year? Um, and one of the things we don't do in game of the year is categorize things. We just do like a general, these are the top 10 best games that we think came out this year. Right. Right. Um, but if we were to do categories, let's say, um, and there was a category titled, most overhyped bullshit of 2019 <laughs> untitled goose game would likely win that category um here's the thing so um and i'm gonna i'm gonna really upset some people today um between this and another game that we're about to talk about um we there's oh, going shoot. to be some some things that are gonna happen today so um Untitled Goose Game. Uh, there's a lot about it that's really good. Um, the goose is awesome. The way the goose waddles, the sound the goose makes, um, it's wonderful. Some of the gameplay mechanics of where you like walk up behind somebody and honk is so fantastic. It is so much fun. Um, and I love doing it. Um, but it's like, basically when the game opens, it kind of shows you how you move around, how you honk, how you pick things up, blah, blah, blah. You then end up on this little, uh, like backyard where this guy has a garden. Um, and you start terrorizing this farmer, <laughs> this poor farmer on his garden. Right uh, lake. Rake in the lake. That is where the rake in the lake comes in. Um, and so you walk in and immediately a notebook pops up with a list of objectives of things that you have to do before you move on to the other one. So like get the farmer wet or get the rake in the lake, um, have a picnic, things like that. And everything is super spelled out for you. Um, I mean, it is absolutely everything you need to do is on this list uh and i think that's where this game falls short 
Um, it, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel like once you get to that point, it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm going to run around and do a bunch of kooky stuff as this goose. Um, it's more of like, oh, like I've got a list of objectives that I've got to complete and I'm just going to find the easiest way that I can do them. Um, and it's like, it would be easy to kind of subvert that and just kind of do your own thing. But every time you start to do your own thing, the game kind of like pushes you back into doing it the way they want you to. Um, so like if you step kind of out of line when you're terrorizing this farmer, um, he'll see you and he chases you down and he forces whatever you took from him, um, away from you and then goes back and continues doing what he's doing. But if you kind of follow the way they've listed things out, it doesn't happen quite like that. There is some puzzle solving that's like, Oh, like, um, so the farmer's here. I need to get him over there so I can steal a carrot, blah, blah, blah. So how am I going to do that? So you can kind of like, make things out of order so he like he spends time over here you run over grab a carrot run away right take the right to the lake yeah it's all kind of like that um but i don't know i felt like the game just really super fell short in that area which sucks because i think everything around the the kind of gameplay that they crafted or the narrative or whatever you want to call it is really good like said the the mm -hmm. goose is awesome um and like sneaking up behind somebody and quacking uh is hilarious uh but i don't know it it's just not quite what everybody says it is and that's what, like, I think maybe confuses me the most about this whole thing is, like, I remember when it came out, seeing, like, the previews and being like, oh, this looks great. Like, this looks hilarious. Well, I just um, love the name. Like, what do we call it? So, like, we, our product is this Untitled Goose Game. What do we call it? Uh, untitled uh, Goose Game? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's awesome. Um, and so, like, I really want these developers to, like, succeed because of things like that. Because they obviously have a wonderful sense of humor. Mm -hmm. um, and I really like that, but I don't, I just, there's a bunch of stuff that this game just totally misses the mark in. Um, and I think that's, that's kind of why I was disappointed in the goose game. Uh, and it just kind of gets boring after a while. There's only so many, so well, many times I, I, and you I, can do I definitely these can see that. I can definitely can see that. There's probably like not much replayability in the game itself, and I bet after a while, the game in and of itself just becomes the same kind of chore. Oh, I gotta get this away from here, but gotta do exactly. this in order. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, 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 I think that's the the the. I think the crappy part of it is it does feel like a chore, and it feels like a chore rather quickly. I will say, and this is by no means disagreeing with you, because I do agree there's not a whole lot of replayability or anything like that. It is just a list of things you need to do. But one thing that I could be wrong about this, but I think I heard correctly on this is 
there actually are a little bit extra other than the list that you can do, like hidden tasks that if you do them, it does unlock on that. So while it's not like kind of go do your thing and just be this asshole goose, it does have these little objectives that that are hidden, which is kind of a little bit extra, and Austin is giving me a weird face that's catching me yeah. off guard. What are you doing? But <laughs> Peace was never an option. No. <laughs> I, I just wanted to give it just that can, little can, extra can say, fair share. The memes that came from Oh, the yeah. Game. The oh, memes wow. that have sp- sprung out are great. And that's the thing. I, I don't think overall that this game is really that bad. Is, is, that, is that the judge today is how we determine how popular something is, is the memes? memes it's, yes, it totally it's been is. Created. It's a currency. It's a digital currency that yeah. we come up with is how much traffic did it make not just with itself but all the memes that respond because whatever we do it's memes it's always memes you know yes so um, and and like and, said i think out of everything um i'm not gonna say that this game is terrible i think this game is massively overhyped mm-hmm. um i just i like, think cause it was like, like when it was it announced out, years ago and kept getting delayed sure. and delayed and delayed and, and everyone's like Untitled Goose Game! And then yeah, it came well, out. And, and, like... and I think, like, the problem I think that I saw was after it came out, people were still like that. And it's like. Untitled Goose Game! Relax. It was a perfect oh, no, game yeah. to watch. Like, if you watch someone do a stream or if you watch a YouTube series, like, that's a lot of fun to see. But I, sure. I just admit, like, I, yeah, I feel $20, like dollars, be... it was a little much for me to be interested in. But yes. I do think that's streaming or YouTube it's designed for that sort of thing now uh, on another note kind of related to this game um, I will say that I think something that's super neat about it is it was partially funded by a tax credit um, which is like super common in film uh, which is like when you see like Made in Georgia, Georgia gave them a tax credit to film there, right? And all of the places that huge have huge film industry do that, and it's not common in games at all. So seeing that like a government has kind of decided, oh we we see this as a potential art form and we want to kind of back you um i think that's, that's cool. really cool so i mean yeah i mean because that's the issue with the, a lot of games these days that they have to resort to like kickstarter campaigns and stuff just to get off the ground Right, and I mean, these are are more incentives, like, oh, Mm -hmm. you're bringing in a bunch of people to our place, and you're working, um, and, you know, we're reaping benefits from this, right? Um, And because of that, we're going to help you out. Right. Uh, And like I said, it's super common in other other media industries, but it's really rarely unseen in games, and I think that it's a super cool thing that somebody did that with this right so yeah that's pretty cool to see yeah um huh? moving on <laughs> Jesus. um I'm, I'm a little tired so we're, we're gonna get through this uh the outer worlds um yeah let's, is, is can... the last game that i want to talk about um 
or at least oh. in my section. We'll we'll save the very end of this you, for that. Tell I'm okay. We will sure. we will sa- we will save that towards the bottom. Uh, All right. Yeah. So the Outer Worlds. Um, the Outer Worlds is a game that like I knew about. Um, and I knew it was coming, um, and the entire year I got it mistaken between it and the Outer Wilds. But... You you are not the only one because that's literally all no, I've heard is people people got confused. They like were hyped when they first saw the trailer and then completely forgot the game existed. <laughs> yes. And I I think I was kind of one of them. Like I knew it existed, I just didn't know when it was like really coming out. And then it wasn't relevant until I was like I opened up the. Um, I think it was Epic Store. I just opened it up because I was playing... I don't know what I was doing on there. And I was playing Borderlands, which I'll talk about in a moment. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, Outer Worlds, out now. I was like, well, shit. That's right. That game existed. It looked really good. So. Yeah, well, and so... It is! (laughs) Yeah. So Outer Wilds came out earlier this year, and it's a game I really want to play. Um... So when I saw Outer Worlds, I was like, oh, well, that's not the game I was, like, looking forward to. Um, and so it, it's really just a matter of, like, these games' names are way too well, close. Well, like, <laughs> they came out, like, two weeks apart from each other, too, which probably did not help. Well, I think Outer Wilds came out, like, earlier this year, but, like, specifically. I think the PlayStation version came out, like, two weeks before this uh, Outer Worlds came that out. Could so be. I think that's... I think that was like the confusion was now Outer Worlds which is the RPG from Obsidian the um, makers of Fallout New Vegas for anyone keeping yes. track at home and um, which people and argue is the best Fallout game South Park um, yes Stick of <laughs> Truth Stick of Truth which the Fractured Butthole a hell of a game um, I Fractured it. Butthole wasn't um, anyways alright yeah so Outer Worlds um, I had no absolutely no intention of playing this game until kind of like I saw a lot of people talking about it I'm like okay it's on Game Pass I already have it so I might as well kind of hop in and play a little bit um, and just kind of see what it's like Um, RPGs tend to not be really my type of game. Um, I liked Oblivion. I played a lot of Skyrim, um, which is a bad game, uh, and I liked Fallout Three. Uh, but like, I think that's kind of the list of RPGs that I've really, really enjoyed. Um, and so I wasn't thinking much about it. But uh, The Outer Worlds is really good. It's uh, it's a really good game. It it grabbed me like like I couldn't believe. Yeah, uh, you because you're the reason why I ended up because like I was interested in getting it and I was kind of with you like I was just kind of like eh and then I saw like one trailer and I was like okay I, I'm pretty sold on the game I think I want to get it and then you got it and that's all you were like talking about and you know just you jump into Discord it's so good it is so good <laughs> and um, so, so yeah which resorted to me to end up getting the Game Pass myself because I didn't own it at the time to literally to get this game. So, and here we are. Yeah. So and I kind of, I kind of want to talk about like the things that make the outer worlds really good, um, because I, I don't think it, there's really anything in there that's super mind blowing. It's just kind of a, a general RPG. I mean, it, it feels so, like a Fallout yeah, you, game. You got it. Yeah, you got to take minus every, the open every, world. 
Yeah, every RPG element you've kind of dealt with, and it, it like chunks a bit off here and here and here, and puts it all together. It doesn't reinvent the genre. No, it just it just does a good job of living in that genre. I yeah, think it's just one of those games, and it's just a really good one of those games. I mean, you you start off, um, you're you're on a ship full of colonists that have been frozen um, and then lost in space. And this mad scientist unthaws you, um, and you basically go to help him. Uh, and almost immediately, you kind of like you get into playing, um, and within the first 10, 15 minutes, you're automatically thrust into the first big decisions that you're going to make in this game. Um, there's a series of corporations. Um, that are all controlled by this board uh, and everywhere you go is influenced by these people so uh, I, I guess you could we could take it back there like because like the underlying premise it's almost like a satirical look at capitalism it's, it's, it's more or less very. because it's it's yeah it's it's that's and that's kind of what grabbed me was just like the satirical joke that like, it's like capitalism to the point that it's like almost communism because the corporation owns everything like the, like a government, but not, but they're not a government is it's kind of interesting. I don't know. Cause like they send officials to lead the towns like a government official, but they're actually the employees of this corporation. It's kind of an interesting take on like, I don't right. Know, it's, it's the, it's the belief that, um, you know, your employers are mm-hmm. the, the most important people and everything you have to do is to better off the people you work for. Um, and it's like almost immediately, like I said, you, you're thrust in a situation where the city you're in has a cannery and like one of the side quests you can find is a guy who committed suicide um, in the cannery uh, and everybody is concerned about the city getting fined because he is property of the company and mm-hmm. that means that he damaged company property that they then have to pay for and so you yeah. actually kind of you can go on this quest to kind of make sure that it's not like it's not him that killed himself it's he died from something else so that the like the city doesn't have to owe the overarching company that money um and it's not the best choice it's spacer's choice i love that jingle it's so good and and there's like one thing like you can actually like uh you have an ai on your ship um, and you can ask her to play a song, and she plays that. Yeah. Well, um, what's my favorite? Play my favorite song, and it plays the Spacious Choice jingle. Because that's everybody's favorite. Yeah. Song. And, and then you you responded with, "That's not my favorite song." She's like, "Obligated if you're in this, this is everyone's favorite song." <laughs> right. Like, oh. um, and I mean, it's a lot of that. Um, and and I've got to say, like the the choices you make, they they feel like a double edged sword every single one of them they kind of all lead up this mountain and like at the peak you you've made it to this point where like in each little zone 
now this is going to be the big choice you make. So like the very first one is you you're given this choice to divert power away from these people who escaped the cannery and are living on their own in their kind of own little commune um or you can divert power back to the city. Uh Yeah, because because apparently because you need a power regulator for your ship and this was like the deal like you had to do was like right. you can divert the power one way or other to take the regulator of the place that you turned off. So it's kind of a selfish behavior. You're like, well, I got to turn off someone's power so I can get out of here. Um, right. And then, but then you get kind of thrown in there. You got to do quests for people on both sides in the town and in the deserters' village. And then you kind of like, it is a tough decision. And that's what really is good about this game because there's so many RPG games where these quests just are so boring. You're just doing them just to get them, just to do them. But this one, like you, you meet the characters, and it, it's really well voice acted and yes. believable. I mean, it's the typical. You talk to someone, it does like the face to face, like Fallout style dialogue where you can talk, but it does a really good job, I think. And then yeah, well, then that this then it leaves you with this huge choice, right? And that I you think have to do before the, you can leave. The funny thing about it is, uh, no matter what kind of choice you make you almost always come out of it thinking oh i made the wrong choice like most rpgs it feels like oh there's a good track and there's a bad yeah. track this one it doesn't feel like either are good well, or either are a, evil yeah like, and apparently uh, like when it play when it the way one choice plays out versus the other actually is like the good or bad path you just don't see yes. it at that time which like you luckily i actually on. yeah luckily i actually like picked the choice that was right overall versus if I went the other way because I I was curious after I did mine I googled the other option and it's like total disaster <laughs> like yeah, and every, well, everyone dies and everyone's gone like you come back and the place is deserted you're like oh well I yeah. fucked up yeah, well, and so the funny thing is, is because you're probably in the same boat as I was when I got to that decision. So there's a companion you can pick up in the city. Um, uh, her name's Pravati, and she Pravati. is awesome. She is one of the best characters in any video game See, I think and, I've ever had. I think like I think it goes to show why this game's so good as well. Because like in RPGs like this, I always roam alone. I never have companions. Yes. Like Skyrim never did companions. Fallout never used companions. Totally. First off, they're they're brainless, they're mindless, they get in the way, they're annoying. This game is 100%. It reminds me of Mass Effect, I think more or less, where your companions actually really matter and they yes. actually affect. They can affect your gameplay because like they give you buffs and stats while you having certain companions. Uh, and then what I, I thought was appreciative is like when you're having a dialogue with someone. They can go ahead and have a dialogue too while so, while you're talking, because um, like that never really happens when you have a companion in an RPG game. We just they're just kind of a block character in the background. But like this one, like they're like oh Miss Holcomb, and then all of a sudden like Pavardi's on the screen, and she's like oh me, what what do you want from me? And it's well, it's, and... it's a really good like immersion thing, and you really get a character sense from like it's not just a brainless. You are my Fane. I am your sword and shield. I do as you command, my Fane. Like yeah, well, that, and I, like as I was kind of like leading up to with that, like when you pick her up, um, when you go to make this decision, 
she she'll say to you like oh hey yeah Captain, she like butts in real fast can like, hey. i kind of like can we talk about this before you make it um and i know after she talked to me i changed my mind i i, I 100 changed my mind so we right. we went with the same choice because yes. that was, i was so dead set on what i was going to do i was like obviously i'm going to go with this it seems like the right choice it seems like the better choice um and then yeah like you're in the power plant ready to divert the power it's like oh can i can I, can I say something real fast if that's okay? And you could totally shoo her off. Like, nah, get out yeah, of here. Yeah, no, like, go away. But then you can talk. Like, of course. And she's like, well, here's my... I don't want to, like, give anything away. Because I know, Jason, I know you're interested <laughs> in playing the game. So I don't want to, like, affect yeah. how you uh, view the game. But, like, she'll come up and say to you, like, hey, I think this. And then you're like, oh. Well, yeah. I'm just going to kill it. And then, yeah. Right. And then you're like, well, th now what do I do? I actually literally saved the game, turned it off, and, like, had to actually think and contemplate about what choice I wanted to do after that point. So. Well, and then it's funny because after you make that choice, you can actually go back and talk to the people that you diverted the power from. Um, and then you kind of find out they're super corrupt. Um, yeah. I don't know if you did that. I don't know if you talked to the lady but uh she ends up being super creepy mm -hmm. yeah um, i mean you find out what her secret is to the fertilizer and you're like oh well this yeah. is weird so i don't know but, i i think like things like that are really good um and then again like Pravati, uh she is i think the best companion i've ever had in a video game um and like there's actually a moment where she kind of reveals something about like her sexuality um and it's it's not like super direct um but it's really really good um and it's probably the first character of any video game i've ever played who identifies themselves as this um, and so I like, I kind of like sat back and I was like, really? Like, I, like I'm, I'm actually super shocked about this because it, it's this moment where I realized like I, in like every RPG I've ever played, like once the romance kind of starts to like come into play in some way, you know, and I'm thinking of like the Bioware romances, right? It's all about you um, and it's all about like serving your needs, right? And you get a pick and all this stuff, but you have this conversation with her and um, it's not about you anymore. It's about her. Uh, and then beyond that, you actually even get to kind of acknowledge her and be like, I feel the same way as you. Um, and I thought that that was really super neat. Um, and, and it's not something I want to like give away because I thought it was a really, like really cool moment. Um, but you kind of have to be paying attention to, uh, yeah, I, I guess I, I totally don't even know what you're talking about. So, well, maybe we'll, we'll talk later, um, uh, about it. I, I'm sure I, I listened to really dialogue, good. but I obviously, maybe I wasn't paying attention. Maybe I was in discord and I had people talking at the time. I don't know could have been an up could have been a thing but i guess i missed that but like as you said with the romance thing there's no romancing option for your character in this game no no from, from not at heard, all so. 
it's not no. like a Bioware game in that sense, but no. I mean, but yeah, it's like back to the companions. They're they're like people with their own lives in this game. It's not just some brainless character that you you know say, oh, follow me, and then they follow you and carry all your junk for you. It's 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 kind of it's, interesting. It's like yeah, it, like, I think it's like the, the first other, time. And I... Like the other companion I picked up, the the vicar mm-hmm. they get in the town. It's like he came came off of like such a like a douche like pompous guy, and all of a sudden he's like. Yeah, I want to leave this place. Can I join your crew? You're like, sure. Okay, I guess. Yeah, why not? And then he's like, super or you can like, totally say cool. no. Yeah, you can say no. You can kick him off your crew at any time. You can like, get off my ship. Like, it's that's literally an option in this game. So it's super interesting. It's super cool. Uh, it's beautiful. I love the coloring and that they did with the game. Oh yeah, and it's it so great. bright and cool. Um, like the Marauders are like in like multicolored striped outfits, and like it's not just some. It's not dreary, dark like a Fallout game. Uh, it's fun. God. I like it a lot. The gameplay is just like Fallout. It has its slow motion thing because that's like you're you've been frozen for eighty years, so time's all weird for you. So you can like freeze time and shoot people and which I, I use mean, never, never. I don't use it either. I mean, I can't. I have a couple times because it's when you do that, then you can get like the special effect damage on people. So like if you do it and shoot them in the head, it'll like stun them and then they'll like, they'll start freaking out and you kind of have to use it as like a situational thing to like, uh, you know, if you need to turn the tide of battle. Cause there's times like where I was getting my ass kicked by people and I put, I put the difficulty on hard cause I wanted to challenge myself. Uh, it's, it's incredibly easy anyways. Yeah. Like... And that's so like, cause I started out as, it was tough. But from where I'm at now, yeah. I think I'm like level. I'm level eight, maybe, and it started to get a lot easier. We get stronger weapons, you get a little more health in you, and once you get the companion, it it becomes a lot easier. So, I fully recommend this game to anyone. If you do, if you have Game Pass, there's no excuse for you not yeah. to be at least try yeah. this game out uh, for sixty dollars. But for sixty dollars, I think it's worth it. Still, oh, totally. At, at well, that uh, price point. And plus, uh, I hear it's only like 20 hours to finish a playthrough, which makes it almost worth even like kind of like well, I'm saving stuff because I'm actually thinking, oh, after the holidays, I might go back and do another run through. Yeah, because um, there's try these big choices. Because these big choices that you can do, it you can go and do the opposite on a second playthrough, and they, I bet your experience would be completely different. So, Or instead of like trying to persuade this person, you went and killed them instead, or doing something like that. So, It's a good game. It's a lot of fun. That's that's. I guess that's my uh, spiel on it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to uh, pass it over to Austin. Um, Borderlands... Three. Three. So yeah, I guess since last time we've talked, I mean, it came out when September or was it October? September sixth. Yeah. So it's been that long since we've done a podcast, I guess. So uh, it's been a while. Because I think this came out right after we did our last podcast. Oh, I feel like it was September thirteenth. That was a little. Thirteenth. So it, I think it came out right after we did our last podcast. If I was, if I recall, uh, I don't want to go too much into this game since it has been out for a while. It's a lot of fun if you like Borderlands games. You're gonna like it. It's the same, mm-hmm. same style. The, the classic, looter shooter slooter game. Um, mm-hmm. With pers- it's got its personality. It's, I mean, it's, it's fun. You got a billion guns to pick from, which end up a lot of them end up being 
mostly the same, but pretty much. Oh, oh well, there's those ones that like are really fun, and there's like that you really have a good time with. And the, the uh, gun that shoots guns. The gun that shoots guns. <laughs> there's the gun that shoots hamburgers at people. Um, there's one that shrinks people. I think Jesse had one that like. What did it do? It was like the sexual one that he sent a picture of it. Oh, I the butt plug. The butt plug. Yes, there's the, <laughs> there's the butt plug. Uh, I mean, so yeah. It's, I like it's, how Matt just immediately starts shaking his head. It's, it's <laughs> still over. got its. I'm done. It's still got its humor. It's got it. It's it's Borderlands like through and through. So I appreciate that. Yeah. It just it plays super well. It's 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 really smooth. It's really fun. It's it's fun to, you know. Because it's one of those games where you just you can move all over the place, and they added like you know the new thing is you know the the Clamber. grapple when you can climb up stuff. That's kind of the, the style these days. A, um, I.e. Apex Legends. One thing that uh the one gun that made me laugh is uh he, Pickles is telling me about how he has one call that insults him as he plays. So like he mm. won't be killing anything, and it'll just be like you bitch, and just. <laughs> Out of nowhere, and it see continues playing stuff like that. Because there's there's been a lot of mixed reviews. I feel like on the Borderlands, because the there was so much hype. Because Borderlands Two, I think, yeah, arguably one of the better games, especially of last generation for sure. And I, as far as story and whatnot, it holds up pretty well. I think this game's story's not quite as strong. It's not as um, well written. It's not as well written. I know a lot of the jokes don't land especially with the the two new the calypso twins like i, I get what they're, they're trying to go for I, yeah I I, they're good villains but they're good villains and i get what the, I, support them the, well. the writing is what ruins them because they're trying to be like these like they're taking a joke on streamers because they stream everything they do and have this huge following of bandits that will do anything for them right and they but then they kind of jump on and be like yo what's up fam and it's just like really awkward and like the brother dabs at one point and you're it's like i i don't know i i feel like for me like borderlands 2 every time they something happened with handsome jack it was downright hilarious because he was a really well written character but he was super evil and i don't know but these ones like i feel like as baddies they're good but they're not handsome jack and that's kind of where that's asking a lot what i I gotta say real quick uh i am really glad that they did not fall into the trap of being like, well, we got Handsome Jack, how can we make sure I know he, that it's not possible with the current story, but I'm glad they didn't fall into the trap of saying, how do we make sure Handsome Jack is the villain in this new one? Yeah. Because he had such a good story arc that if they did that, it would ruin it. Would've, it would have ruined it. So I no, I'm appreciative of them like doing that. And I like the idea of all the bandits being in like one clan now. And yeah. I don't know, and I love like the new addition is you actually because the end of Borderlands 2, you open a vault and fight the the Guardian or whatever. Yeah. Um, in this game, you open multiple vaults and fight the Guardians, and it's a lot of fucking fun. I'm just gonna—I <laughs> don't know how many you've done, Jason, but I'm not too far, so <laughs> it is a ton of fun uh, doing these fights. And right, uh, they're challenging for sure. I mean, this like Borderlands has never been an easy, super easy game. Like you can, you will die really fast, and it's kind of built on that fact that you will die and you have to fight to bring yourself back alive because yeah. you have that little timer, and that's but that's the beauty of it is you kind of have to run around on the brink of death the whole time because that's when some abilities activate versus others and. I think, all in all, it's a really fun game. I need to put more time into it. It kind of just came out right before a lot of other things, so 
basically what it comes down to is if you liked Borderlands before, you're going to like it. If you didn't like Borderlands, you can skip it because you're not going to like it regardless. Yeah, man, I don't see you liking this, so... It didn't Doesn't add anything sound like so it. new and revolutionary that it's going to bring in new fans. Yeah, and like, I think for me, like, my kind of negatives is I'm not a huge fan of the characters, the new ones, the Vault Hunters, because it's so hard to beat where we were last, like, the Borderlands 2. The Vault Hunters in that game, I think, were, I think, overall better. I liked, I liked them better, their abilities better. Um, yeah. And then my other issue is they seem like, so... There was the four original Vault Hunters in Borderlands 2, and then they added the two, the Mechromancer and the Psycho, which they included in the story as, like, part of the story. In this game, they're just non-existent. So, which yeah. I don't get, because I know in the past, like, they've done, like, because uh, all the DLCs of Borderlands 2 included these guys, like, in cutscenes and stuff, too. So it's not like they were just, like, tacked on characters. They actually included them in the story of Borderlands 2. So, kind of just... That was my right. kind of complaints. Like they're just like pretended like those two characters that you could play it as in Borderlands Two just didn't exist, which was upsetting because I was ready to see Krieg as like a as a character, <laughs> an NPC because like that's what I played was the Psycho and I loved him, but I was excited to see him as a like character, a leader of the whatever Crimson Raiders or something. I don't know. It would have been hilarious, but oh well. Borderlands Three. If you like Borderlands, you'll like it. Um, so that's my last talk on there, but. The next game I think I want to talk about, uh, probably one of the biggest games of the year so far, if not the biggest game of the year, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So when I first when we first saw the trailer, I think it was just this year they announced it, right? It wasn't even a year, or was it last year when we got the first teaser trailer? I, I want to say it was last year, but I don't yeah, know the, for with, certain. It feels right, like it this like the, year has been a fucking decade, so I could yeah. be wrong. <laughs> uh, ever since that first trailer, I was super hyped for. Like this is kind of exciting because I know Call of Duty. Like they try to revitalize themselves with Black Ops Four with the with the battle royale, but then they did one thing that was really bad. I know Matt agrees with me on this one. They killed the campaign on that game, which for me and I know Matt really enjoy the call of duty campaigns Best they part mostly they mostly have been really good recently like even recently like even in people talk a lot of shit on infinite warfare and i actually infinite warfare had a great campaign was was ton of fun and i know you loved advanced warfare i i yep. even enjoyed ghost ghost campaign i thought it was interesting i mean then it goes back to the, the modern warfares and obviously black ops one two and three all had really solid campaigns so this one literally said you know there's a campaign in this and we're kind of it's more of less like it's not really like a re like a rehashing of the thing it's kind of so uh, what i picked up in this and playing and it's a reboot but it's set it's a prequel essentially because it's set before all the other modern warfare games uh which is kind of interesting because at the end it kind of like ties it all in you're like oh have you beaten the campaign yet jason no, I haven't. Okay, I don't want to spoil anything. I know, Matt, you probably don't want me to spoil anything. But, like, the last the last cutscene kind of ties it all together with the next, with, like, the previous three games. And you're kind of just like, oh! Because I, the whole time, I had no idea where this sat in the timeline. I didn't know if it was after that series or if, if it was in the middle of it. It was all weird. So, right. it's, it's a prequel. Um, as far as the campaign goes, it is nothing short of excellent. It's... I think 
because a lot of people get like born blown out on Call of Duty campaigns because it's mostly just kill a thousand enemies and then you got to push up to get to the next <laughs> checkpoint. And I know that's kind of been going away over and over in time. This game is not like that at all. It is so varied in its mission design, um, and that's the one thing I really appreciate. Because like going back, like I know we they remastered the modern the first Modern Warfare. Um, for, for PlayStation 4 with Infinite Warfare. You go back and play that campaign and you realize how dated it really is. Because yes. it's, it's just that every mission is just that. It's, you got to kill 800 guys and move up to this point to like progress the story. Where this one, it's one moment, it's just um, total chaos. And then the next one, you're like breaching this, like you're silently breaching this house. And it's like the most intense thing in the world when you're all stacked up on the stairs and you're like going, they're like, all right, you clear, you open that door, you like crack the door, and someone runs by, and got movement, got movement in the room, and then you have no idea where someone is, and it's like the intensity on that mission was just. I'm sure Jason, you can probably attest to that one. Yeah, that's a little early on. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about. I'll let you finish, and then I'll give but my piece about. It's the just, it's just, too. it's so good, and then it's, but it's so varied because then like you have that super stealthy, quiet mission. Then you have the one where it kind of gets a little more. Um, aggressive but it's it's varied and i really appreciate that the game looks fantastic so the cutscenes they show as the trailer are like the game's cutscenes, um which look really good and then the gameplay itself is fantastic it looks good it plays really really well um i like how they did what they did back in black ops and actually gave you a character that talks as a face he's not just some um, mute that doesn't speak at all that's like that's always been my issues with games like this is like you're this character that doesn't speak but like in this one like you bounce between two separate characters and like there's instances when you're playing as one character but you're actually with the other character at the same time that you play as so that's kind of cool uh do you play as them both and actually one one joystick and the other joystick and no, but I like in one mission, for one character, mouse and yeah. keyboard for the other. Yeah, no, but like in one mission, like you 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 bounce between them in a mission, kind of like you do your thing with the one guy, then you go to the other one, do your thing, and kind of go back, which is kind of cool. It keeps like it, like I said, it keeps it varied. It doesn't just keep it like just mindless running gun shooting people. Mm-hmm. Um, the campaigns, the average length, six hours maybe. I don't know, but depending on the difficulty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe a little longer. It's fun though. It's I think it's really good. Um, I'll let you take it over, Jason. I'll think yeah. about the things to say. So, I have notoriously hated Call of Duty campaigns. Yes, I, I know couldn't you have. stand Modern Warfare one, two, or three. I enjoyed watching, but I fucking hated playing it, and for reasons that Austin brought up. And I've been in a Discord and I've been talking with Matt, and I've been telling him, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I don't think it's revolutionary. I don't think it's just like a great, one of the greatest campaigns ever or anything like that. I think it's a fun campaign. I wouldn't go go out and get into it and really and seek out another campaign based off of this. Well, but, like, I'm not saying like the best. No, no, no. Campaign. I'm not saying that. I'm like, not saying that. I'm saying, I'm saying in like in the world of Call of Duty. I know. Uh, what I'm saying is, uh, it for me, I just kind of like I enjoy it but it's not special to me. Like, it's it's a serviceable campaign, and they fix a lot of the problems that I used to have, so I enjoy playing it. And that's all I can ask from a Call of Duty game, because in the past, it was, um, campaigns were just unplayable for me. Yeah. So well, I've been uh, enjoying it. 
and I'll, I'll say, as somebody who plays the Call of Duty every year and has since I was a teenager, right. um, none of them are special. None of them are revolutionary. Yeah. They're all just that. They're like I, I don't come out of them thinking like, oh, Jesus, that just changed yeah. everything. <laughs> I come out of it thinking... Yeah, I just spent you know eight hours uh, playing a shoot 'em up, and it was enjoyable. Yeah. I, yeah, th- I think if like what I, I, at this point, I think like the big revolutionary thing is it's the it was the unveiling of their new engine, and I yeah. think that was that was pretty big for them because um, Call of Duty's been running the same engine for right. No, who knows how long? Like, yeah, let's upgrade the engine so that we can uh, get to a new console and just upgrade it again. Yeah, so I I don't well obviously it's gonna be used in the future. It's probably for future upgrading. But I I there's a lot of things that lend itself to that new generation of like engine. Like the sounds was fantastic. Like that was like I was playing my headset I've on. Heard. And it's just there's times where you're just like it's just explosions all around yeah. you. You hear you hear bullets literally whizzing by you. Um, every gun you shoot, if it has a different caliber, like nine mil versus forty five versus two two three or versus seven six two, each shell that ejects and hits the ground sounds differently, which I really appreciate. It's not just the simple uh, clanging of brass on the ground. It's like each of them has their own. Like they recorded actual shells of each kind, um, casings hitting the ground. Uh, it's just like the little things like that I can really, really right. appreciate for someone who really enjoys like like guns and gunplay and like I understand yeah. that stuff. Like that's something I really look forward to in games like this. And when they get it right like that, it's it's fun. So right. And uh, for me, yeah, I'm like, that's not my thing. Like I, I've never been a gun guy, so like that kind of that goes over my head a little bit. And uh, so I don't catch that, but I appreciate that they put up the detail. But yeah, I mean, I appreciate. It. Sorry, <laughs> go ahead. Finish what you were saying. I was just saying I appreciate good sound design. Yeah, yeah. It's, the sound design in the game's really, really good. So uh, when it comes down to it, the campaign for me is just they made something that I didn't enjoy and they made it enjoyable, and I appreciate them doing. That. So yeah, for so that's it's like the same arc for me. So I always enjoyed them. I really enjoyed it. Jason did not enjoy it, but now he enjoys it. So, <laughs> it's the same linear progression see uh i think we've about covered the campaign uh multiplayer though super solid it's they've changed it up quite a bit i mean uh i know black ops 4 had like the health bars and like longer time to kill and stuff like that this game's not like that at all it's like three shots you kill someone it's it's it reminds me of these uh like shooters you you can play on like steam or something um that kind of go for the more realistic shooter and that's kind of what this game this is still call of duty in its heart but it's got these new kind of features where it's it is kind of more realistic they have like different modes and i don't know i really have been enjoying this uh multiplayer this year mm-hmm. um, and it's been fun i, I agree yeah. with you and uh gunfight is probably the best mode they could have added oh my gosh the, the 2v2 is that's pretty much where we live yeah um it is is so intense and it can get super sweaty and super infuriating. But when you have like a, some good rounds, it is a lot, a lot of fun. So one pitfall I first foresee if they don't play it carefully is balancing that whole realism versus arcade shooter balance because you don't want to be like, all right, well now shotguns don't do anything in the game, but you also. <laughs> Don't the want seven, to get sniped across the map by the, the 725. 725. So, 
I actually see. I actually know what the 725 is. It's the Browning Satori 725. I want that shotgun. I want it for trap shooting and skeet shooting. I gotta know what this gun is. And it's in this game. It's this over/under shotgun. Um, and for some reason, they made it the strongest gun they've ever made in Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So it's just a simple over under two shot gun, but it was killing. You could kill people from like no joke, a hundred yards away. Just poof, one shot, get them in the head, kills them. Uh, and it was like there's the gun everyone only gun everyone was using for yeah. the longest time, and it really kind of sucked. They nerfed it. Everyone still uses it. They've nerfed it again, and people still like still use it. But yeah, yeah. I just thought it was it like be a potential pitfall if they're not careful. <laughs> well, I just I just thought it was funny that they actually included like you know, an over-under shotgun is, like, the gun you could use, but... Right. And I want that. I want it in real life. But, yeah. Uh, the third mode, Spec Ops, total pile of trash right now. It that's, needs to be that's fixed. That's kind of what I've heard. It needs seen. to be fixed. It's it's bad. Um, so there's, like, the, the classic Spec Ops, which is just, like, horde mode, where you, like, you pick up your gadgets and there's guns around and you kind of then care kill streaks just kind of dropping care packages and you pick them up that's fun for a time but it they've made it so hard you can't beat it uh, like i I, I, made... I just gotta say i played spec ops with uh my brains and pickles the other day and we had a random with us and uh yes it was hard yes it was stupidly hard yeah, but we were just cracking up. Oh, no, it's I, 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 because I didn't say it's not. I didn't it say it's not fun. It's 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 it's, it's a lot of fun because it's just yeah. so ridiculous. Yeah. So so there's a thing there. There's kind of like a separation you have to make. Like yes, I can have fun because of how bad yeah. this is. Yeah. Um. Versus like this is a triple A studio putting yeah, out definitely. the biggest game they're gonna put out this year, maybe for a while. Um, and everything should be fixed. Everything should yeah. be solid. So, so that classic Spec Ops, like, it plays fine. It does what it's supposed to do. It's just really, really hard. Um, but then there's like actual like missions that you can do, and that's like as they, it's the continuation of the story because, uh, how it, how the, it's like no spoiler. Like the game has this like cutscene for the Spec Ops, and it shows like the bad guy from the first Modern Warfare. He's like, well, he's like, oh, we got a new player on the board. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, I mean, I guess that makes sense because that's, you know, where the line the story was supposed to, is supposed to go. Right. Which you see, which you see that cutscene at any time you, at any time because you it turns on the second you turn on Spec Ops. I'm not spoiling anything there. Uh, but then, so then you're supposed to do missions after that lean like that uh, give more story to whatnot, and it's just, that's the part that's just broken because. The matchmaking's really bad. Everyone keeps quitting, and it doesn't like restart it. So like, there'll be one guy left in a room, and then you'll join in, and then he's four thousand meters away doing the mission, and you just started in the spawn, and you got to get all the way over to him. And it's it's just it's bad design. It needs to be fixed. So, but yeah, I'm surprised you don't own it yet, Matt. I will. It, it, there <laughs> there was a bunch of stuff that I like that I had to decide, am I going to buy this or am I going to get this? Um, and instead I got Doraemon's Story of Seasons and <laughs> my only issue is it had game. To, yes, my only issue is it had to be on the uh, Blizzard launcher. That's for different you know, reasons. Whatever. I don't mind. Um, yeah, oh, that, that stuff. But... We'll talk about it here. Uh, I played a little bit of Destiny 2. Got by, I bought it again. or It was free on Steam and then I bought the Shadow Keep. I've yeah. only played just a little... 
I only played a little bit of it. I need to. I haven't beat the campaign yet. Uh, it's Destiny. Nothing's changed really. It's still the same game. Uh, Literally. <laughs> there's just what's. There's more to do. So luckily, I have like everything. I have everything except Forsaken, which I'll probably get eventually, just because to do the stories. Um, I'm not going to be into it like I was, but maybe I'll raid here, here and then here. Why not? But I'm cool. done speaking. Um, Matt, take so, it away. All right. So actually, this is going to be really long. We're going to have a long night ahead of us. Um, We're in a fight. Why don't right. we take a break right here? Um and just come back and we'll pick up with the last game we need to talk about and then we'll move on to news after that. How does that sound? Alright. Alright, we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Um, so we're, we're, this is our second part of uh, the longest podcast we've ever recorded in our lives, um, which is probably not true. But anyways, um, so the last game we need to talk about uh, is Death Stranding. Death Stranding is finally out. It's it here. Is. It exists. It is a thing that you can consume. Uh, and there's a couple of things that I have to say before we really start talking about Death Stranding, okay? Okay. And I, I want to highlight, one, it's remarkable that this game exists. <laughs> it, it really, truly is. If you look at, like, everything that happened um, from, uh, you know, Metal Gear Solid 5 to the thing with Konami, to Kojima being on his own, to what he ended up producing and creating, frankly, it is a it is remarkable that this thing exists. Um, and I think if anything comes out of Death Stranding alone, it should be that being willing to kind of sit back and take risks and do what you want to do uh i think is is a great thing um and i love the fact that uh death stranding is this weird conglomeration of all of these things that went incredibly wrong to become this thing that exists and is um and so that that's kind of my preface of this second of all um the review cycle for death stranding was fucking amazing uh, it seemed like 2 million to 10 million copies were sent out to reviewers. And it seems like every press outlet, like a thousand people got review copies of this game. Because there were reviews popping up in every single part of the fucking world. Um, right. And that was super amazing to me. Because I feel like our, our press cycle is like so weird now. Um 
and a lot of reviews come out kind of like when the game does um this like two weeks before three weeks before or something everybody in the press had this game uh when reviews dropped uh it was really amazing to watch how divisive this game is it's almost like watching like the live election results of the u.s presidency where it's like oh this state gave a 10 out of 10 to death stranding oh this state gave a 2 out of 10 to death stranding (laughs) um and it's on and on and even like in the same companies ign america gave death stranding a low score ign australia gave it a high score um and so i like i was like i was really fascinated just kind of sitting back and watching this and i think what frustrated me the most uh about everything up to the launch of death stranding and unfortunately i think that this makes the game look bad um As soon as the bad review started dropping, there was a huge swath of the internet who jumped on defending the game, saying, oh, you don't understand. It's art. Uh, or you just don't get it. You don't get Kojima, man. Now I'm going to pause uh, you right there and just remind you that this is not a part of the game i understand you're saying it makes it look bad but it I, just, i'm aware I of that and that's the like fact that hang on let me finish it makes the video game uh populous look bad because we've already established there are a bunch of shitheads yes well and that's so, what i'm saying i, I disagree I, that's that it makes I, the game look bad <laughs> but what i'm saying and that's why i said it shouldn't but it totally does it's like <laughs> the joker movie the joker movie looked bad because of the group of people that adopted it before it came out but what i'm saying is the the people who came out ahead of death stranding and were like oh you don't understand it it's kojima man uh and had never (laughs) touched it or didn't know have a clue what the fuck this game was can eat shit and shut up (laughs) because seriously you're doing nothing but harming uh everything around this um, and so those are the things I wanted to say mm-hmm. before we even get to the point where right. we start talking about the game that is Death Stranding. Right. Um, yeah. It's... <laughs> the opposite side, actually. I This is something I just wanted to point out because this is actually something I noticed as well. In addition to that side that got pissed off for any negative reviews, at the same time you had this opposite movement going on that was before the game came out, review bombing it as it happens all the time. So right. it's like, it goes into that divisive Yeah, I mean, the fact that it had this like weird-ass metascore before the, it ever released, like, right. like, there were player reviews of this game before it released, and that's like, stop. Everyone yeah. stop. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, 
Death Stranding is such a strange thing. Um, it is. And, and it is. It, it's tough to classify, like, what it is. And so there's almost, like... There's almost two parts to this game. Um, for me, anyways, as I'm playing through it, um, there's the movie that is Death Stranding, <laughs> and there is the game that is Death Stranding. The movie that I is agree. Death Stranding is a hell of a lot better than the game Death Stranding. Um... I, I I guess so, I guess I'm not surprised because Kojima really does well, put a lot of work thing. into his cutscenes mm-hmm. and actually like directs them and like does like like he treats them like they are a movie. Sure. Yeah. Well, and that's uh, Kojima wanted to be a movie director before he ever yes. got in games. Totally makes sense. Um right. And and I and the thing is is I'm not going to sit back and be like. Oh, I'm gonna hate this game because of it. you guys know as well as anybody. I tend to actually really enjoy those games. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like I actually really like the one where the narrative speaks louder than the gameplay. I think right. there's something to be said about that, um, and so that's why I'm kind of dividing this game in half because the narrative, like I'm like kind of sitting back. And I and so for clarification, I'm not out of chapter two, right? Um, which is you know fairly early on in the game. It's still so our fight will be pretty even. Yeah, it's I'm still about the same spot. <laughs> okay. It's still several hours into the game because, yeah. like I said, like you you get into these these cutscenes that you're sitting there for 30, 40 minutes, and again fine um if if it's good enough to make me sit there i'll totally be cool with it i really that, will and so hold on so and Ko- here's, that's so Kojima, here's, though. and here's the other thing i want to i want all of that to be stripped from this conversation i don't want it to ever to hear anything about this game being oh that's so kojima or that's what <laughs> kojima does or anything right. like no, that like, because it's, what i meant by that is like metal i know Gear Solid i know you had that 45 minute cutscene. yes that explains the whole entirety series of metal gear Solid pretty much yes so. i know and and that's the thing i like i'm trying my best to judge this game as what it is and not, and not like Kojima. the weird ethereal fucking cloud that we've put it on because Kojima's name is in the game 5,000 times in the first 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> um, and, and Just in case you forget, man. Yeah, just in case you forget, Kojima, it's Kojima Productions. It's written and directed by him, which, by the way, I'm pretty sure shows up more than once <laughs> in the opening scene and i because i've i've read his name at least two dozen times um so far in the game and, and you know there's certain things that like like i actually kind of like enjoy it for that fact where it's like you're sitting back and you're like all of a sudden it's like oh the new actor that popped up it's gonna tell you who it is even if they're the most 
asinine, ridiculous fucking name in the world, and we're going to tell you exactly who voice acted them and who the character was modeled off of. And there's something about that that I'm like, all right, like I can actually kind of get behind that. That, That's Um, a Metal Gear thing he carried over, because all the Metal Gears do that. When when the character pops up and it says their name and then their voice actor and that, that's that's fun that he carries that over because i guess that's like i guess his touch it's just, yeah, or it's just well, how he and, and a, a does game things. that you know is, is they were very upfront about from the beginning being like oh there's gonna be a ton of guests in this this thing well, it would uh, only Conan's make sense in the game yeah Conan's Conan's in there game. talking to you about otters <laughs> Yes, I mean Conan O'Brien's in it. Um, you know, you've got um, and like not even the main ones like Mads Mikkelsen or uh, right. whatever Norman Reedus or anything. But you know, you've got Jeff Keighley in it for God's sakes. Right. Um, I had, I'm pulling up a list. That's right. Quick. Jeff Keighley is in that game. I, I, I don't pull that. up a list because uh, the, like there's the, like I almost want to know like I almost want to like experience. Be surprised. All right, sounds good. Oh, it sounds like he's uh, experiencing Death Stranding. <laughs> so, so that's the thing, right? I think from like the movie standpoint, I'm I can kind of get behind it. It's mm-hmm. weird enough sure um again there's certain things it's like it's like have you ever been hit in the face with a frying pan (laughs) like a hot frying pan so you're like somebody's making breakfast and instead of serving you the breakfast they actually just fucking hit you in the face (laughs) with the frying pan with the (laughs) breakfast in it and that's how you ingested and consumed that breakfast has that ever happened to you it sounds like it's happened to you. I'll say that. It has, because uh, I've played Death Stranding. Because that's what Death Stranding story kind of feels like to me. It's like, it's almost too up its own fucking ass for its own good. And, and it's like, uh, you, you know, the, there's weird, and then there's whatever this is, okay? Um and like said, I can give behind most of it, but there's there's no subtlety to it in this game whatsoever. It's like, um, you know, okay, bodies explode and destroy fucking cities in this world. The rain makes you older. Um, which, by the way, for some fucking unknown reason, your character learns for the first goddamn time in the when he's like forty. and and i don't know like people popping in and out of everywhere and then all of a sudden your mother and cremation and like fucking like weird (laughs) ass goddamn like your your cells like carry this bullshit that like blows things up has not has not played this game yet you sound like you belong in an institution. <laughs> in a, I in feel a jacket, it. In a padded room where you don't ever leave. I feel and you're it. Just, you, and you sit there, the rain. The rain makes you older. His name, for God's sakes. 
his name is literally what he does for a living and the company he fucking works for and he doesn't even work for him at the beginning he ends up working for him later and his name just happens to fucking match I like I'm like sitting there and like I'm like I'm trying to go into this with an open head and I'm like I need goddamn something I if it's not cough medicine it's acid or something rooms or something to uh and connect connect some synapses that don't really normally speak to each other to get your brain and I like I'm like listening to churches and like I don't know, man. Uh, th- then there's fucking ladders. There's just ladders scattered everywhere and ropes and then fucking ghosts. And I mean, it's just it, it's just almost too fucking much. And don't even get me started on the goddamn monsters. And I'm no mean fucking monsters by like the things that are chasing. <laughs> I mean the goddamn energy drinks that are scattered throughout this world that are fucking monsters. Oh, and oh not, those monsters! I've seen they're that. They're not even. They're oh, not yes. even, even energy like drinks. They're monsters. And I the first time you end up in like your little like room right um they're very clear like they they actually like show you the monsters from like right next like your camera is placed right next to the monsters and Norman Reedus actually like looks over and it says drink monster and he picks it up and he drinks the monster and then you're like (laughs) yeah he just chugs it and then the camera not recommended for your heart right and the camera is like this like angle like this right and Norman Reedus actually turns around looks you in the fucking eyes in the there is a lot of fourth wall breaking and And he then points at something in his room he's like fucking check this out (laughs) um and and, uh, i'm like it's all of this stuff combined in such a short amount of time that i'm like i'm like I'm doing the best I can here. I'm doing the best I can to hold it all together um, <laughs> because I really want to. I really want to enjoy it. And um, before I get too far, which I, I think I've gotten really far at this point, mm-hmm. I just want to mention um, the gameplay from what I've played so far is not fun. Um, it, it's a lot of like juggling what's on your back. Um, and like what you're delivering and then it's weird shit like um, it's like oh you've got to keep your balance as you go over different terrain and to keep balance you use the triggers and so like if you start to fall to your right you press the left trigger so you balance yourself left and I like I asked Jason the other day I was like have you ever played quap because it feels like <laughs> quap to me oh um, my gosh and the, and the thing is is that's the bulk of the gameplay um until you get like the vehicles uh that's that's what you're doing you're like you're scanning terrain you're trying to find the best way to deliver your cargo to an area or a location um and depending on the cargo sometimes it's easy sometimes it's not like if you're carrying a body 
it's it's a hell it's basically hell because bodies move around a lot so you have to work harder to maintain your control over your cargo and stuff like that and um, I mean you deliver a pizza in this game it's 10 out of 10 I mean, yeah. uh, there's so. Like, uh, so is this like it's like pizza delivery sim? Yeah. No, it's Amazon. Amazon the game. Amazon the game. Okay. See, I saw like I saw that that picture of uh, the the SpongeBob episode where SpongeBob and Squidward are carrying Deliv- the yeah. delivering right. the pizza, and it says Death Stranding, and I just laughed my ass off. So I'm like, that's totally what this is, but. Um, I'm not going to say this game sucks. Because honestly, I don't know. <laughs> you, just don't, you just don't know yet? Yeah, I, I, I've, I don't think I've ever played, one, anything like it. Um, but two, anything that I, see, I honestly don't know what to think about. Right. Um, I, I tend to have, you know, fairly strong opinions, and I think, like, I can usually develop, like, an argument on why I have those opinions on a game. Um, and this has me for a complete and utter loss of words. Uh, and I don't know if I've ever had that, that before with the video that game. Means this, that means this game is revolutionary and groundbreaking <laughs> because it, it rendered Matt Crane silent. Uh, uh, well, I know, maybe. Um, but, like, I think you're actually on to something. I, I don't think that this is going to change games as a whole. Like, like obviously, the next Call of Duty is not going to be more like Death Stranding. <laughs> you just, but you just walk around and carrying babies, carrying ladders everywhere. Yes, yeah, so you're gonna have BBs and ladders, and yes. Um, however, there's going to be more AAA games at this point that do stuff like this. Mm-hmm. than we've had thus far. Right. Um, and but I I'm think all for, if, like, doing, like, a full production with, like, cutscenes and stuff like that. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, if, like, they're, if they're well done, if they're engaging, like, what just pops in my head is, like, Horizon Zero Dawn or, like, games like that where if you, they actually spent a really good amount of time doing really good cutscenes, because that's, like, I think with a game like Horizon Zero Dawn, that was the thing that was kind of lacking is the cutscenes were just kind of, like, Whereas the gameplay was super fun. So, right. like, this sounds like it could maybe bring that into other games where they really put a lot of work in, like, actually act out these scenes, direct these scenes um, that are the cutscenes for 30, 40 minutes. Like, yeah, if it's good story, if it's engaging, that's not a problem with me. Right. Oh, totally. And I will I say, like everything that... that Matt has said so far, he doesn't know how to feel about it. It makes me fucking love this game, man. It is so bizarre. It is so weird. And I'm not... I I do have a bias. I am a big Kojima fan. I want to leave that alone and just say I love it for how weird it is, how bizarre it is. Like, when Sam, when he sits there and, like, 
does that fourth wall break. He's sitting there looking forward, and then he looks back at the camera, points at your suit across the room, and I just started laughing. I was like, what the fuck? This is amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and yeah, actually, go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, and uh, the gameplay, I, I don't think it is revolutionary like Kojima said, although I am in Chapter 2. I think they expand it later on, and more things happen. But... I think when it comes right down to it, it's. Uh, I don't dislike it. I actually do enjoy it. I enjoy roaming around and finding these things, and even the falling over stuff, keeping your balance. I don't think it's so intrusive that it bugs me. If it was like every step you take, you fall over, then I might get a little pissed. But it seems like for the most part, you can organize things in a way where. You don't fall over that often. I mean, I, I was walking around. I had a... Can you just, like, keep stacking shit on you until you're, like, oh, a giant? Oh, I had a suitcase yes. on my arm. A suitcase, on, not in my hands, on my arm. Yes, on my I, know, arm, I, I know he's, like, swinging legs. Right. And there's, like, ladders off his back, and he's got, like, crates everywhere. And, like, can you, like, just keep stacking on there and, like, keep your balance the whole time? So you have... like, a giant, like, a turtle, just, like... I mean, I yes, but also, so they're, they're kind of accounted for things like that, right? So there's there's limits, right? You have a weight limit. When you hit that weight mm -hmm. limit, uh, Sam loses his stamina you and die. stuff yeah, quicker. You. You're, just, you're just walking, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then And then you explode, a city explodes, right. because that's what happens in this universe. Right. And you come and back. It just, it just in, inside from it, in you come back after swallowing yourself and then seeing a baby and then being <laughs> swallowed by the baby um, and then being in some weird purgatory that you find a strand that leads you back <laughs> to being alive. Excuse me. Um, Is this one real? Thing I really yes. absolutely love. I'm, I'm, I'm calling the next house right now. You're you're done. <laughs> it is bizarre, but he I got I got one I got well. one for you. He needs to go. Um, the one thing I really loved about the gameplay, because that stuff I can understand where it's monotonous, but when you first run into the all the ghosts or the BTs as they call them, and um, when you first run into that in your first experience with them, sneaking around trying to get by everything, that was tense. That was exciting. I really very... enjoyed that. Yeah, and, like, you have to sit there, uh, you have a button to hold your breath, because if you get near them and they hear you, they will come after you. And so you actually need to actively hold your breath, but you cannot sense where they are while you're holding your breath. Mm -hmm. So you actually need to be thinking about this stuff as you're going on, and I thought that was... So it, it's, it's the old-fashioned Doom situation. Do you carry a flashlight or do you carry a pistol but can't see anything? Yeah. Classic. But, I've been enjoying it a lot. I think the art direction is very high quality. Oh, totally. The story, I'm sure it comes together a little later. That's Kojima's style. Like, if Metal Gear is solid. It took four games to make sense. Um, All right. I got a question for both of you. Jason, <laughs> you're on PS4 Pro, right? Yes. Matt, you're just on standard PS4, right? How is the game play? It looks I'll let fine. you go first, Matt. Yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't noticed anything that I'm like sitting back and thinking, "Oh wow, this is terrible." Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it looks and it runs great. 
How's the frame oh, rate? Oh gosh, what do I do? Um, I mean, I haven't noticed uh, where it's anything lower than what I'd expect out of just okay. a PlayStation. Right. And mine, it's fucking beautiful, man. Like, yeah, I have it running I, in 4K and um, that, uh, the very beginning, like, you know that scene with all the, shut up. <laughs> Even though you're not talking. You know the very interesting, Matt, where uh, it just has that backdrop of the landscape. Yes. It just straight up looked like I was looking at a picture of like a, a real-life landscape, out, not out your anim window. animated. Yeah, it's so well, beautifully that... rendered. That's nice. Yeah, I mean, cause no, I was, I that was totally kind of a concern, because I, uh, I was worried of how it was going to look on my standard PlayStation 4. Um, I don't think I've been debating on doing that, um, like maybe trying to find a used pro or something for if I can maybe ride around 200 bucks or something, but they're not out there. They're still like 300 some dollars, even for the used ones. Right. Uh, cause I just, I mean, being one year away for a brand new console release, I don't feel yeah. like I want to spend 200 plus dollars, 250 plus two, whatever for a console that I'm only going to play probably two games for. This right. one and Last of Us Part Two, um, which we'll get into that later. Uh, so I'm like debating, like that makes me feel better about this if I get it for my PlayStation if it's still gonna play well. Because yeah, I, I don't want to like problems. Okay, because I don't want to like have to like be like get the PlayStation Four standard version and just not be good. Right. Yeah, I well, and I was anticipating that this was gonna kind of be the last game. Um, and that it was really going to push my PlayStation. Um, so I took my PS4 apart and sprayed everything out and cleaned it up and everything because I... Was, I, I need to do that. I, mine's mine's probably pretty freaking dirty, so... Right. Yeah. All right, well, that makes me feel better. I think I might be picking this game. I don't know when I'm going to play it now. I'm going to have no time anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I before mean, before we move on, I it just... might be it might be something I have to do after the holidays because I just from now till Christmas I won't have time to be doing a lot of playing. You're on that uh, holiday bullshit now. Congrats! <laughs> Six days a week. So before we move on, though, I just want to pull this uh, quote from one of the reviews just because it made me laugh so much. Oh, the Adam Sandler one. Oh no. That Kojima so, is the Adam Sandler of Not Matt. quite. <laughs> you posted that one. You loved it. Okay. So let me be clear. This is just a quote from it. Let me be clear. Death Stranding is an irredeemable piece of garbage that should serve as a warning to publishers who give developers carte blanche to create art. I love that quote just because like he where, is where was, so mad. Where was that from? Uh, Survivor. Survivor. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I came across this quote and I love it. It's, is he trying? Is he trying to be divisive so he can just get views on it? Probably. So uh, like the interesting thing, and I think like maybe I'll discover more about this game as we go. Like. Um, I think what's been most fascinating is just seeing people kind of discover the world and see how many people hate it and how many people love it. 
Right. Um, and, there, and there's almost no in between on it. And I like, I honestly think like this is almost a game that like there just isn't. Um, either you really like it and you like the ideas in it, or you think it's the stupidest piece of crap that you know Sony's put out in the past decade. Um, yeah, definitely. It's just been real, really interesting. Um, and or and I think I think. All right, go for it. Go my, ahead. I'll finish. I, later. I think my favorite part of Death Stranding is watching or and listening to people react to it. Yeah, because it, like fun. said, it's just it's unlike anything that I've ever experienced. All right, back to my previous question. About I like how the, you raised your hand for that. Hello, over here. Back to my previous question. Do I now or do I just wait till the summer for the P, uh, PC version? That depends on you. Like, I know you're a Kojima guy. You love his stuff, so I know, I know you're excited. But <clears throat> Don't call yeah, me, don't call me Kojima guy. I don't want to be that in that group. I, you're, you're a Kojima guy. Um, I I don't know. It, it, that's such a weird thing because if you want to kind of be surprised by well, the how things much in the world, um, yeah. I I think you almost need to hop on it now because yeah. I think a lot of the big stuff that's gonna we'll happen it could happen. But then again, you know I fucking don't know the me- end of fucking Metal Gear Solid, and <laughs> you know like but you haven't followed there's, that. Whereas right, Austin but, probably will follow Death Stranding. But that came out at the very height of me doing what we're doing now. Right. Um, so it, if you truly try to avoid it, I think it's possible. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm debating on. If, if I just do that, I might just end up picking up a PS4. But I just won't have time to play it till like, I know... From till another like month and a half from now, two months. So at that point, what's what's another few months of waiting? For the PC version that'll probably play better than what my PlayStation will do. I hate to like, be that guy. I hate to be that guy now, but, but it's true. Like yeah, the master race. It's not true. It's um, shut up. Granted, uh, not all games that port over are better. Oh, I know. Look at look at Red Dead Two right now. It's a big yeah, it's, yeah, so, it's on fire um that's kind of what was so i think i'm gonna i don't know i don't know i don't know yet Th- that's okay um <laughs> this no, game's like cry. 800 okay. hours long so you've got you've got time before both of us finish it 800 hours i know you're uh just probably hyperbole there but 40 hours is generally a front-to-back run-through. Yeah. Uh, It seems like there's a good amount of sites you can do. Uh, Unless you have something uh, final. Can you press press F to to pay respects? Uh, No. Oh. Um, One for Advanced Warfare. You can definitely uh, press a button to make shit bombs mm-hmm. and, and P bombs and P bombs. That's what I've heard. So, <laughs> let's move on. on. I think I think it's time to move yes, on. P- before I have an aneurysm, please. Um, unless you have yeah, you- anything last, any final words. Um, this is not going to be the last time we talk about Death Stranding. Right. Um, and the next time we talk about Death Stranding, 
we could be, have completely different opinions. So who knows? Right. Um, Matt's gonna think it's the greatest game ever, and I'm gonna good, think it's shit. Good, good. Um, so let's just hop into news. I've got something stuck in my throat, so I'm coughing like crazy. Um, and I'm trying to get it unlodged. It was, it was a peanut that I ate earlier um, oh, at the break. <laughs> Screwed up. Um, Should never have eaten food. Yeah, we're just better off without it. Um, Liquid diet only. There was some shit that uh, happened. <laughs> Our news list is huge, which is great considering um, we've taken almost no time at all. Um, on anything else um a whole two hours later oh my god so uh, there's no real rhyme or reason to how we're gonna talk about this but let's let's start with um most recently xbox had a big presentation um which as of recording was yesterday which would have been what the 16th the 14th where are you where the 16th tomorrow i'm in another time zone <laughs> yeah yesterday um, 16th Come oh on. it could change the whole day for you okay. uh, yeah the 14th i'm like of november yeah, Matt lives like, in the future i'm like 48 hours ahead um <laughs> okay I, I, the big things to come out of this was uh uh xbox super doubling down on their game pass offerings and mm. also their x cloud they spent a ton of time talking about xCloud, games that were coming to it, um, and stuff like that, which I think is um, to be expected. But also with uh, Google Stadia, you know, doing its thing, um, <laughs> it totally makes sense. Right. Um, Apple Arcade is out now, so all of this shit is going on now. Um, and Apple Arcade isn't a, a streaming thing, but... Um, it's still it's like a, kind it's of its like own kind of thing. Mobile bullshit. Um, uh, in terms of like things that I saw from Game Pass, um, all the Final Fantasies are coming to Xbox Game Pass. Seven through fifteen, minus the two MMO. Yeah. So. So the good one, like the all good ones. The I guess you don't fantasy. get six. Excuse me. <laughs> six, six is not there, which is unfortunate. Cause that's a pretty good. One. None that's of the best one. None of the turn-based Final Fantasies. See that? That's what bums me out. Tactics is so good. I want to play that again. <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty happy to be getting my Final Fantasy again because I know everyone talks about seven is their favorite, but eight is my favorite because that's the one I actually grew up playing. So, but yeah. Um, I'm shocked by this announcement, but yeah, who 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 would have guessed? Huh? That surprised um, me for sure. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Obsidian, Obsidian announced a new game called Grounded, which is it's a survival small. game. Yeah, it's a survival game. Um, from the creators of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And uh, you are really that joke didn't land on anyone. Cool. Um, hey, I, I smile. Okay. I, I, but I didn't realize it was a joke. I thought you were being dead serious. No. I was like, um, oh wow, you know the guy who wrote that. Maybe 
<clears throat> what's uh what's the actor's name in that rick um, rick moranis yes rick moranis revives his uh his like father role in obsidian's grounded um i i, I would be totally okay with that yeah 100 percent. oh i'm let's up make it happen anything with rick moranis in it uh, let's be real from, he's retired from hollywood i would be too um to race his family with, Sad uh, story, but with, with the millions and millions of dollars that he probably <laughs> made in movies, do yes. you think he'll be in the new Ghostbusters though? Because they're bringing back the originals: Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, I I'm blanking on the black guy's name. They'll come to me. I've I totally have it, but okay. I never Grounded. thought Ghostbusters was that good. Anyways. Um, yeah, so it's like a survival game where you're small and you know, like run around like ants and stuff like that. Right. I didn't cool. see much about it, but I did see a little article. And it, uh, it, looked it looked interesting. Yeah, it looked neat. I'm assuming um, it's like a co-op, co-op survival game. I think friends. so, because when I first saw it, I was kind of like thinking to myself, is this the forest? <laughs> um, <laughs> is this a weird expansion to the forest? But anyways, um, <clears throat> Rare announced their next new game, uh, Everwild, um, which looked like a Rare game for sure. Looked a <laughs> lot like Sea of Thieves with wildlife. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean... Uh, I there wasn't much to say about it other than that it was announced and there's a trailer out there. Um, right. I know nothing else about this game other than those two things. And then for me, the big part of it was Don't Nod announced their next new uh, IP, which is Tell Me Why, um, which is going to be a three-episode um, game. Um, I'm assuming... Very similar to Life is Strange. I think that's Which probably a safe assumption. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it's super exciting because I've been I've been really thinking about like where does this team go from here? Now that they've kind of you know the the Life is Strange arc is done. Life right. is Strange Two is um, probably completing soon. Um, at least the last episode comes out relatively soon, um, and I'm sure they'll they'll finish the, the you know their story there. So like, where mm-hmm. do they kind of go from here? Um, and <clears throat> it kind of seems like a, a mystery um, where you play as uh, twins, um. And one of the twins is a transgender man, um, which is a part of the population you don't really hear about very often. Um, uh, I feel like you you hear it male to female, you know, fairly regularly, but like female to male is something you don't necessarily hear about a lot. Right. and it's kind of cool to you know see that expressed in a game yeah see more Um, representation yeah which is always a good thing um and it it seems like they're trying to do right by it 
um, in a press release they released um, they are working with uh, uh, an organization that kind of like works for advocacy of those things um, and, and making sure that they do represent all of this correctly and don't fall flat right. on their faces you know yeah. because let's be real the writing and like life is strange it can be uh, it can be a little awkward <laughs> you know like you're a bunch of grown men writing high school aged girls right dialogue sometimes that can be a little weird but um you know if you're working to make sure that you like you're you're representing all of these facets of your community correctly. There's there's totally a, a good thing way to do that. It's it's kind of like how uh, Hellblade brought on you know experts in psychosis, uh, right? To make sure that they did that justice versus just using it as just a plot point, right? Um, I'm gonna cough real fast. Do it. Oh my god! I, I, get, I might, the, I might be dying. Did you get the peanut? Nope. Um, I don't know. Um, All right, are we ready? Mm mm. Nope. Let's let's go lower. <laughs> Last of Us Two got delayed. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not entirely surprised. I'm not, I, I, was I actually, guess I'm not really either. I was actually yeah. more surprised that they gave a date out as early as February. Um, I was expecting it to be like a like it's delayed to May 29th, 2020 now. Right. I was expecting it to be a June a June release because that's okay. That's when the first one came out, June of the same year the PS4 came out. So it was like right. the last little hurrah of the PS3. Um, so I was kind of thinking they were going to follow the same lines and it looks like they are now because it's going to release release right at the end of May, right at the end of this cycle, right before the hype for the new consoles comes out. Um, like I said, it's going to be like Sony's last hurrah to be like, this is, um, this is it. How, this is it. We're moving this on is, after this. Yeah. This is the last game of the PS4. It's the right. last of us. <laughs> it's the last of but uh so we didn't we didn't talk about that last time they did drop an actual trailer again uh with that release date of february originally was it february right. 20th i want to say right they had like their state of play and like they, they and did oh this, boy they did this huge announcement right before they delayed it which i thought was yes. you know kind of funny but <laughs> uh, that like it's, I'm so excited this game. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm ready for more uh, Troy Baker. Uh, I was, yeah, that was like thinking the whole thing goes in the very end. You think I was gonna let you do this on your own? You're like, yay! And he's so old now. <laughs> His gray hairs. Uh, um, um, but also, I'm ready for uh, Ellie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, that's a hundred percent her. Because you're gonna be probably playing obviously as Ellie. Right. Joel's gonna be the secondary character, unless they do like a swappy thing. I, I'm curious to see how it's. I mean, you I, you're not gonna not game. play as Joel. I mean, they're you it's played Joel as Ellie game. in the the first game, right? You yeah, know, for several missions. Um, and that's some of the best time in that game. Gosh, yeah. when she was like in that village in that one 
Well, Oof. because they they strip you of everything. They're yeah, like, hey, right. they're this guy. You have like all of this <laughs> combat stuff, and you know you've got all these weapons and things. But now you you have a, a knife. Yeah. So I've um, Alexis has actually been playing Last of Us. I finally got her to start it, and as as much as she's always like, I don't like video games. I'll, you know, I'm cooking dinner or whatever. I turn around and she's playing Last of Us. Like I'm like, oh, when'd you turn that on? No, nothing. I'm like, okay, yeah, you like it. Don't even lie. So it's kind of fun watching someone who's never experienced it, like, go through that again because she's never experienced this game at all. And it's kind of fun when, you know, she's in Bill's town right now, which is kind of like the first really big kind of thing you do in that game because it's pretty well guided up till that point where then it's kind of like, I mean, or maybe the story's mellow. I don't know, but like that was like the first part that kind of sticks with you. So, I'm excited. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Like, even before they go jump into the future, that they have a few moments that really stick with me. <laughs> yeah. At like the very the, intro of the game. Yeah, the intro. Oh. The prologue. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up. Um. Yeah, so I've actually got a quote from Naughty Dog about this, and I didn't want to read this. Um, In their blog post, it said, I know, it was just about a month ago when we had our big blowout for the game, letting media play over two hours of it along with debuting our new story trailer and revealing the release date. The positive response we saw from our community was overwhelming. You can feel the energy among the team members. After working on something for so many years, it's invigorating to get a glimpse of validation for all the hard work. Um, and then they continued however it was during the last few weeks as we were closing out sections of the game that we realized we simply don't didn't have enough time to bring the entire game up to a level of polish we would call naughty dog quality at this time point we were faced with two options compromise parts of the game or get more time we went with the latter, and this new release date allows us to finish everything to our level of satisfaction while also reducing stress on the team. And I appreciate um, not only the fact that, yes, they want to make something that you know they can be proud of um, and not rush it to stores, but also let your team work normal hours. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't take do the longer. Web, you know, the red dead 2 debacle right, of working right. 80 plus hour work weeks to f- get this game out on time yeah um I've... which were all voluntary so i mean it wasn't like gun to their head voluntary yeah was voluntary. <laughs> voluntary it was voluntary it it was vol- corporations it's volunto- voluntary yeah it's, it's not the best choice the outer it's spacer's <laughs> choice um <laughs> no but i i'm fine with it because i wasn't really like nothing else is going to be going on in the summer so i'm like hey yeah last I mean, of us two time. whatever it, it'll come out when it comes out like i want i'm gonna play this game regardless right yeah so <laughs> all of us will. and and do you think it's gonna get delayed one more time or is this or is this pretty I, I firm no i don't know if they'll do it one more time but um the, the problem with delaying it any more than they already have is because it's you're edging you're, the console release right i mean then you run into the star fox um like problem right where you have this game that's almost completed and now you have this brand new console and it's like well fuck now what do we do i guess we're just gonna start a new game <laughs> <laughs> last of us 2 console re- release game no, I'm just 
So well, that sells some PS. That sells some PS fives. I'm just saying. Well, and and that's the other thing. Like I feel like we're getting so close that it would it would almost be fine as a con- like as a cons like a console release. Because I know issue... for because they have to be working on a PS five version of this game. Because once that console comes out, this game has to work console. Because they said once the PS5 comes out, PS4 games will work on this console. So you have to have right, well, a that's version just, that's of that just... game that runs on that system. Well, that's just getting your PS5 to emulate yeah. PS4 environment. Yeah, but it makes it like but... because yeah, in two years they're going to release a remastered version of this for the PS5. Yeah, yeah true. I don't and think that... this will have a launch version of it just because of Naughty Dog. I feel like they are going to be the type of group who's going to be. All right, we're going to release our finished product, and then when the PS5 comes out and we've got the technology, then we can go ahead and work on it and make sure that it's a polished product for right. The PS5. And that doesn't mean yeah. that you won't be able to play this game on your PS5 because right. if if it is like what they're saying, you will be able to because they it will just play, it will just emulate the PS4 environment, uh, and you will play it on the PS5. But I'm wondering, I'm wondering if it would like up if there is like a version somehow that would make it play. Just nicer, look better, do the. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it'll probably, you know, have like the PS4 Pro stuff. So it'll probably be HDR and 4K and all that stuff. And maybe, you know, a little higher frame rate and stuff like that. But frame rates we've never seen before. Yeah, 60 whole frames per second. 60 whole. We've never seen these before. I've never seen that. Um, Yeah, so I. Yeah, I mean, take your time. Like said, like it's almost like they have to get it out, though. They have to get it out right. early summer or I, spring. I and I believe they will. Naughty Dog has a really they have to. Good they will history. I know they have a but they have a good history of making like not being that studio. I guess I don't know. Their products are all been really high quality. Right, like, going back to like forever crash bandicoot days even so i have all the faith in the world that they will get this out on may 29th and it'll be perfect yeah so but speaking Uh, of games that came out that weren't perfect so ea (laughs) is moving back to steam um so ea games uh you can now buy on steam as of today when they released uh the new star wars game which has been steam Which, by the way, did you guys remember a Star Wars game was coming out? Yeah, neither I did I. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> fuck. I've been following the wrong one. thing. It was like a week ago. I was like sitting here and I was like, because uh, Death Stranding had come out, and I'm like, I think that's it for the year, isn't it? And kind of like looked up like video games and I saw, fuck, there's a Terminator game coming out. Oh my god! That's right. That Star Wars game. Um, it's so, been yeah. getting good reviews too. Yeah, it's. I I think IGN gave it a nine, uh, and people are kind of like, it's the game we didn't yeah. want or didn't need, but it's the one we wanted, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, and I've heard it's that really, it's really it's fun, a little so. little janky, but like other than that, it, like it's doing well. I mean, but right. it's respawn. I mean, respawn's been known to be do good quality work. I mean, look at. Uh, Titanfall 1 and 2 obviously Apex Legends has been a huge success mm-hmm. um, just because of how well it plays like I mean and then so I had you know total faith that this was game was going to be a pretty solid game because I think Respawn's a pretty good developer so 
yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, you can purchase that on Steam. Um, and as far as I know, they haven't worked out crossplay yet. So I, I don't even okay. know if this game even has multiplayer. Um, right. I don't. I don't. But, I don't. I don't but know I think for the multiplayer games that are on are are going to be on Steam. I don't think they've yet figured out crossplay where you can also play with the people that have bought previously on Origin. Origin. Yeah. And the other kicker behind this is also if you own a game on Origin you have to play it on origin for the rest of your life unless you right. want to buy a second copy on steam right because they don't want to give you that right that's their money right well and there's more to it than that you know they've got to no, pay I know. they now have to pay steam right. right for the rights to use their storefront but yeah i think it's a better option i mean first off origin not the greatest launcher uh, it's not. definitely not the worst that i have installed yeah it's but i just think you when you play yeah when you but once you hit steam uh, it's just you hit such a wider audience of people and the yeah, ea probably totally. saw, probably saw that and they're like okay what's what is well, valve gonna do for us if we give them our well our and title? i wonder i wonder how much of it is kind of pandering um, how much of it is like, oh, well, we've really just pissed enough people off between, you know, the loot box scandals and the way Anthem has performed and all this stuff. What if we took this one thing and gave right. it back to our customers and said, oh, we care about you. We're doing this out of the goodness of our heart for you. Right, like how many right. are they just trying to buy back by doing something like this? Um, yeah, because we'll frankly, I don't, I don't really understand what the not only the logistics but also like what the benefit for them would really be, because the people that are going to play these EA games, you know, they're going to go out and get both. It's not like you're downloading you know, a game for your kid on Steam right. or something. You know where you're going for this. Um, you're not downloading some weird hentai adult visual novel, um, which yeah. is 90% of Steam anymore. Um, you know exactly what you're looking for, and you know you have to go to Origin for it. So I, I don't know. Uh, it's weird. And then once they start getting... Um, the origin access or plus or whatever it is mm -hmm. um because you're supposed to be able to now or you're going to be able to buy that through steam yeah and so that's a really weird thing because now you're going to be able to download all of these ea games but not own a key for them right yeah i'm sure that's... it'll work similar because they have it on playstation and xbox you can do it so I'm oh, sure, sure it works similar to how they they'll they'll figure it all out. I'm sure. So, <laughs> I mean, somebody's working on it. Somebody yeah. had to have thought of it. Um, but so, speaking of EA, yeah. So Anthem. Um, you guys remember Anthem? <laughs> game that came out. Was that just this year? Yes, Anthem came out this year. Yeah. Welcome like February, to 2018. Right? It's a hellscape. Oh, like, it was like it was like February, right, or March. Um, I think it was a March release. Right. It was one of the first oh. games of the year. 
Yeah, um, and it was yeah. it was so hyped, and then it wasn't. It was okay. bad. It's supposed to be getting. It's supposed to be getting better. Overall. Well, yeah, they're rebuilding the game. Yeah, yeah. Anthem Pointo, as they're calling it. Anthem next. Uh, yeah. Which I, is interesting. I saw it because... dubbed as two point so, which is right. Uh, I think it's called Anthem Next, though. Okay, because uh, the one thing that really bugged me about the game is the gameplay was actually super fun. I think that's the one thing they did really well was like the flying with the mech suits. The combat was fun. I actually really enjoyed that part of the game. Like thoroughly, really, really liked it. It's just everything else sucked. So. If you can build off that one, obviously, hopefully, like that's like the feedback they've been getting is, yeah, the flying's awesome. You look cool. The armor like looks cool. Maybe a little more customization, but if you can get build off that one core thing of uh, these like these suits and kind of build a better uh, universe around them, well, I think I think this game has its potential. It had potential and it still has potential. I just think it's too little, too late. I think everyone's just written off Anthem right. and it's over. I mean, it's almost a year and the game's practically dead. So, I mean, they're... Full as hell. Look at For Honor. I mean, Ubisoft I guess... is still updating For Honor and uh, yeah. For Honor died like two weeks into its life cycle. Yeah, I... It but they were, but they were more on... Yeah, For Honor... Like, yeah, For Honor, though, like... And Ubisoft, that they're more quicker with the updates. Um... The problem is with Anthem, it just sat dormant for months. With nothing, no changes, nothing. And I think that's what killed it. So I'm, I appreciate this this next idea. Like, I really do, because I own the game. I wanted to, like, I really wanted to like it a lot. Right. And so maybe with this happens, I'm assuming it's going to update our games, because all three of us own yeah. the game. So I'm assuming it's going to update what we have, and we don't have to, like, pay anything for it, because that'd be wow. kind of a crock of shit. Well, what I find interesting <laughs> about it is, like, the fact that they're doubling down on it. They're not making a new game. They're not saying like... yeah, Because EA, you know, we've all said that they're all about, you know, money. And I know it's not just EA. They have a different publisher, all that stuff. But uh, when it comes down to it, the fact that they have enough faith in it that they're just like, all right, let's go ahead and completely overhaul it. Yeah, because they can't... Because they can't make an Anthem 2, because it would never work. Oh, no, I'm saying a different game. It's like, like oh, get rid of the Anthem name, because... So I, so I think, I actually think it is kind of a smart idea if they overhaul the game and actually literally prove to the people, Kitten, uh, that, they, like, they, they listened, they fixed it, and... Right. That it's good. Because Bioware's kind of been on thin ice, like... Obviously, like we Matt and I kind of talked about this a while ago, is if you play Mass Effect Andromeda now, it is 100% a completely different game than it did when it released, and it's probably a pretty good game now because they kind of slowly, quietly fixed all the problems they had. Because right. I think I think once again it was a game that came out before it needed it should have, and yeah. Anthem's the same thing. It didn't. It came out way too soon. So, and when you look at that, like what Bioware did with. Um, Mass Effect Andromeda, you you can see how they can do that with Anthem, maybe fix it by of the game. So right, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure well, that there's see. anything they can do to Anthem that'll make me come back. Uh, I might I just, yeah, I mean, my, maybe just out of curiosity, but I I don't know. Yeah. Um, but speaking of me, I I, I just saw. I know. I just went those there. I saw this really fast, but it sounds like. Um, 
there's going to be some news about the next Dragon Age coming out really, really soon. So there's some there's some whispers. I saw this literally today, like an hour before we started recording this. So, which I am super <laughs> yeah. excited about because Dragon Age be cool. is great, and as long as Bioware doesn't fuck that one up. We're okay. <laughs> uh, and for the the audio listeners of the podcast, uh, Austin's random kitty outburst was uh, because Jason is now holding a cat. Yeah, oh, she was sitting there by my feet, so I had to. I, I forget out. we actually do just an audio thing because I'm like waving over my arm, right. I'm like this, oh, no, 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 and no one's gonna get that. They're like, what's wrong with this guy? A lot. Um, but... uh, so speaking about games that I'm never gonna play again. Uh, Fallout 76 is even more of a shit show than it was the last time we talked about Fallout 76. I, I, I think about all of the things they should have added to Fallout 76 to make it better, or things that like could have like helped it, and a subscription model is not one of those things. Um, that makes and me so, want to go back right away, man. <laughs> Fallout First is the new addition to uh, Fallout 76 world, um, where basically you can pay $13 a month to get a private Which is server. way too much money. $13 a month? That's... Disney Plus is cheaper than that, and you get 8,000 times more content. That's, like... You can get an MMO subscription for about for, that price, and they update their games a lot. It, in no, when I, ways. That, that was the first thing I saw. I was like, I get private server doing that and paying for a server, but not a subscription fee, because this right. game's not an MMO. That was no. like... And, and I, I, I was a, I was a person who was still fighting for Fallout seventy six when everyone was throwing trash at me. No, deep down, it still has, it's still a good game. It just got lost in its translation. But now, it's they've completely lost sight yeah. of what they're trying to do. I mean, you, you could rent a, a flashlight for this. Um, twelve, have, yeah, twelve ninety nine a month, and, and apparently there's been a lot more, more fun. fun. Oh my gosh, <laughs> um, and apparently there's been issues with because there's still people out there that play this game and actually paid the money to get a private server because apparently that's the one thing people were like, oh, I really need that. to like That'll keep me in this game. The problem is it's, sure. not, it's not very private um, because any friend you have on your friends list can just jump in your server without even a request. So like, even anytime. if you added some random, some, at any time. So if you even if you added some random person, they can jump in, literally steal everything and leave. Yep, and it, like literally ruined the whole game. So, yeah, it's and just, uh, yeah, uh, and beyond that, they said these were going to be brand new worlds, and people were jumping in, and NPCs and stuff were already dead because they were actually recycled worlds. Um, well, and then they and they delayed the NPC launch till next year, which was like that was the one thing. Like, yeah, that might bring some people back when you actually make it like a Fallout game again. I'm just waiting for it now to be like, all right, now we're open the world. It's just you and a server with NPCs. Like, oh, so it's a Fallout game. It's not a <laughs> survival a game. game. Guys, we made Fallout 77. 70s. We, we just put you back in a vault and started over. <laughs> That's about what And you have to pay us $60 again. But it's the same game, just without <laughs> other players. Um, so looking at our list of news... 
Um, uh, we can briefly touch on a couple of these. First of all, Shroud moves to Mixer, which is something Jason added, which I think is big just in because more Twitch, uh, you know, yeah. competition is not a bad thing. I think. Uh, granted, and it's, it's just not just Microsoft. Him. Well, yeah, Ninja, I mean Ninja. No, I mean Ninja. There's another big streamer, King Gathalion, I think it's how you say it, and uh, Phase Iwa. They more people that are pretty big on there is uh they're yeah. jumping to mixer so and it was so funny so I was I was watching the Microsoft stream yesterday um on mixer um and the mixer stream crashed so I jumped over to the Twitch stream of it um and almost it's literally seconds after that the guy said and those of you watching on mixer will be getting all of this free stuff and i just cracked of laughing because that stream <laughs> had just crashed right um and everybody in That's twitch perfect. chat was just like jumping over from mixer um it was pretty good um so uh final fantasy 14 got a near raid um, I partially put this on the list because Matt has a story about this that I, I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> so yeah, so I was uh, Extra Life was um, last weekend or the weekend before. It was um, last weekend. Yeah, so uh, some of my favorite personalities in the video game world were playing um, video games for children. Um, and for the kids. I jumped online and hopped in, and I was watching um, them play Final Fantasy XIV, um, and they were doing this exact raid. Uh, and I was sitting there, and I was like watching this, and I'm like, holy shit, they literally just stole the opening boss from Nier. Um, and then, like, they went to the next part of the raid. I'm like, fuck, this is also from Nier. It's like, how? Like, this is super fucking blatant. And it wasn't until, like, the next day or something, I was, like, talking to Jason uh, and Jesse, and uh, I mentioned that, or somebody had posted something about it in one of our discords, and I was like, oh, it's fucking official crossover. <laughs> so, yeah. I got a laugh out of it. Just it was just kind of a fun story, but mm -hmm. not a big story. But I just thought it would be fun to mention. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Overwatch League news. Jason, go. So last time we were talking, Overwatch League was coming to the end of the season, and uh, they came down to the San, Fr San Francisco Shock versus the Vancouver Titans, and. Not too surprising as they were in all but one of the stage finals together. San Francisco took a big hit at the beginning, lost their first match, went to the loose bracket, and then went on to win 4-0 against everyone else to win the championship, which was a, kind of exciting. I thought that was really awesome. I'm a San Francisco Shock fan, so that was exciting for me. But also, Team USA won the Overwatch World Cup, which is kind of big because it's the first one of the few times a team usa team has won in esports matt is really excited right now showing his usa shirt um i had no idea any of this happened well yeah. you don't follow overwatch so. i guess i don't it's, <laughs> it's pretty much dead to me so right 
But I thought that was kind of exciting, specifically for the uh, Team USA one. I thought that was worth mentioning. Um, and I, yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome. I mean, go America! I like America. <laughs> Stick it to yeah. the Chinese. There was some uh, national hostility um, at this uh, year's uh, Overwatch. Uh, World yes. Finals. So it was, Free Hong it was Kong! Interesting. Liberate Hong uh, Kong! Shh, relax. So, I guess that's going to lead us right into it. Um, the biggest news of probably the latter part of this year. So, when we do Game of the Year, we do just the top ten of our favorite games of the year, right? Now, if we did categories for Game of the Year... Um, and we had a category <laughs> for the biggest PR fucking fiasco in video games of 2019. I think this would probably be at this, the top. This, this beats the Battlefront 2 loot box fiasco. Like it does. It um, literally it yeah. beats it behind a dumpster in an alley with a stick. Like it was it was really amazing to watch like fan uh, support. Uh, hatred from EA all move over to Blizzard all at once. Anyways, let's get into this. Um, in case you know you haven't heard any of the stuff that has gone on, um, it started. It started a long time ago when the Chinese Communist government um, took over Hong Kong. <laughs> Well, it, they didn't take uh, they didn't take it over. So the British colony that was in charge of Hong Kong kind of just left and left Hong Kong as it is. And slowly, the Chinese government has been trying to occupy and take over Hong Kong. And lately, that's just the flame behind that um, occupation is really taking hold. And the people of Hong Kong are fighting back because uh, they want their freedom. They don't want to be living under communist regime. They like capitalism, and it's sparked a huge like world thing uh where millions of people are actually in streets protesting for their freedom and it's affected and it's affected a ton of stuff in america which is it's mind-boggling how much like on both sides it's just been crazy so yeah it's i mean we're not gonna get into world politics very much here but um you know it's been, too late well, we're here yeah. no just kidding it's been it's been a long it's been time coming and it's also been a like it's been a big thing going on um and you know they're they're also they're fighting for a democracy, but also be like against like police brutality and all this stuff because the the police corps are actually going out and killing innocent civilians on the streets, just trying to make their minds heard. Um, and you know, and there's there's shots of you know young girls, um, we're talking children being pepper sprayed, um, and. Uh, you know, gas bombs and stuff like that. Um, and it's a really bad scene over there right now. Um, so there was a Blizzard Hearthstone tournament um, in Taiwan, right? Yeah, I thought I I thought I had this down, but I believe so. Um, and a competitor uh, by the name of 
um, let's just call him Mr. Chung. Um, it's like it Bleach Chung, Chung, right? Yeah, Bleach Chung, I believe was his uh, gamer tag. Um, he basically expressed uh, uh, support for the pro-democracy effort um, by saying, liberate Hong Kong, revolution of our times, um, which has kind of been a rallying call for them. Well, he said this on a live stream at the end of this Hearthstone tournament. So Blizzard came around. Um, they stated that Chung had violated competition rules by offending quotes, by the way, a portion or group of the public. Uh, they responded by banning this competitor for a year from all professional Hearthstone um, and stripping him of the $10,000 that he won during the competition. Um, and then followed up by banning the hosts of the live stream by saying that they were unable to basically control what was going on during the live stream. So, gamers did what they do best and they fucking got pissed. Um, and they went to social media, they went to Reddit, blah, 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 um, and started uh, saying, well, we should boycott Blizzard, um, and, you know, people started canceling their WoW accounts, um, stuff like that. Um, there was an employee walkout, uh, and some other things kind of similar to that. Uh, Mitsubishi Taiwan pulled their sponsor partnership from Blizzard. Um, they were partnering these Hearthstone tournaments. Um, so ultimately, after some time had passed, um, Blizzard reduced Mr. Chung's sentence to six months and decided to give him all of his winnings back. Um... And this was all leading up to BlizzCon. Um, and so basically, at the very start of BlizzCon, they walked out on stage, and it was a really weird moment. Came out on stage and addressed it head on to the crowd. Um, about what was going on. There were protests outside of BlizzCon um, at the time of this happening uh, and all this stuff, but they came onto the stage and offered this apology for the whole controversy um, and didn't do shit about it. Yeah, it was, it was like just a half-assed. Yeah, it was such a half-assed, like, basically it came out and was like, we know that this happened. We believe that we may have rushed the decision. We believe in a community of gamers. By the way, he's wearing a pin that's Blizzard, um, that's in rainbow colors. Um, and you know, we're, we want to make sure that we're all inclusive, that everywhere across the globe, somebody, you can ha come together to play video games. Fucking Diablo four motherfuckers. Trailer. Yeah. It's like, that's like, it, it was the most like biggest slap in the face to 
like Blitzchung and all the people that are risking their lives to fight for their freedom in Hong Kong. It's just completely crazy that they just like, and they didn't admit that they were wrong. That's the thing I think makes me the most angry. They're like, we're we're just sorry for how it happened, for how this was handled. We don't apologize for what, that we did it. That that's kind of what really I think really like pissed me off yeah. on this whole thing and yeah. it's like you are not showing support one way or other for like people who are risking their lives to to be free to and then to be free to consume your product versus like any like being living under a regime where everything is limited and controlled that they can um get and i think that it all comes down to the fact that a chinese company tencent owns stakes in activision blizzard and that's a lot of money for them and i mean that's been a huge thing it's not even just this i mean there's the whole nba debacle where the the general manager of the rockets tweets out his support for them and then every and he's the enemy number one and everyone had a uh yeah i mean you have like the chinese government calling the nba to fire him and yeah, things like and that. then you get Le- then you get LeBron James out there because he's the expert in foreign policy apparently, um, doing this, and it's all a joke because China banned Twitter. People in China and don't even know he tweeted this thing. So I just, I just, it just blows my mind of how much control that um, a foreign government has in our country, uh, like our sports, uh, our, our well, gaming. It's, it's our it's economy. Just, it, it's uh, just in like I just can't. There, to so, me, it's well, just like it's just so I don't know. I don't want to be like political or angry or whatever on and on about this, but I'm just I just am mad about how this whole situation was handled. And, I mean, you, you've got to you've got to look at the fact that China is one of the major leaders in the world economy, um, regardless of where you are. Um, you know, but like, a lot of that even, is due even in part in a, to Hong Kong. Who they're right, trying to take but, over, so. right? But even that's, like, that's even like the American government, we owe tons of money to the Chinese government. Um, you know, they are a huge player in so many things. But then you also look at their culture, right? Their culture, from Activision Blizzard's standpoint, if they piss off the Chinese government and they get banned there. That's a huge hit to them, um, and so there there has to be this kind of balance. Like, where do I play this, um, but also not destroy our company? Uh, unfortunately, they just played it wrong. They hey, very they s- very wrong. Yeah, and and I think I, it's she, just the thing that what, it's just like how does a foreign body like china have so much control over what american companies do and not even like i get the business i get like having access to like product in other countries and stuff but you can't let their influence influence you is what i'm trying to say like that but that's that's how the chinese are like we we filter our movies in a way that they will sell that they will get sold in china we do that with our games we do that with music like there's well we do that all around the world for but, all I mean, sorts just, of different governments. I, yeah, but it's just like when when is enough enough where like America is uh, not even America, but just like these companies. Uh, yeah, like, I mean this is a let's this just, is a let's just take a, a private step back. entity. Let's just take a step back. Let's let's 
figure it out. We we need to work a deal. We need to stand up something for what we believe in. We can't be influenced, and we can't do things like this. So, and, and I have I have thought quite a bit about like what would have been the proper action from Blizzard in this. Um, is there a way that they could have come out on top in both circumstances in both like if they said oh we're not going to do anything about this um and then all of a sudden the chinese government comes down on them or 10 cent says oh like we're a major part of this we don't agree blah 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 like is there a way that blizzard had out of this that didn't royally piss somebody off and frankly i don't i don't know if there is um, but at a certain point, what I think should frustrate people the most is these two points is one that we as consumers and uh, Redditors and Twitterers and all of these, we are we are so accustomed to the 24 hour news cycle that we will freak out over something and then in a week would not even care about it. Like the amount of support we saw for Hong Kong and against Blizzard in one little thing uh, is non-existent now. Yeah, that's and what's I think sad. That's, like, that's what we the... should be frustrated about. Um, because if you're these gonna, people in Hong Kong are still liberating... It, Right. If you're going to do it, if you're going to stick it to the man and you're going to cancel your WoW subscription or whatever in a week, you better not be asking for it back. And that was the problem is is that's what people ended up doing. Um, and then I think the the second thing that we should be frustrated about is it seems like Blizzard has for so long kind of taken the moral high ground of who and what they support um you know they're all about human rights um like lgbt rights uh and like you know like look at overwatch you know you've got um gay and lesbian and bi characters and um like and they're open about these things in Overwatch, right? A game that doesn't even have a fucking story. Um and they're they always tend to kind of be and now it's so obvious that all of that is just to sell. It, it's not genuine anymore and there's nothing they can do at this point to make up that ingenuity or ingenuity is not the right word um being not genuine there's literally nothing they can do at this point because they've gone too far down the money hole of oh we have to watch out for our self-interest and and i think that's what's frustrating about this um because as long as it's convenient for them and it's selling they're going to be all for it. But the second that it's not, then we're not going to even acknowledge it. 
Um, and that's, I think, coming out of this where I was most disappointed about this company. Um, it's one thing if you're going to come out and say, oh, we can't, we can't allow you to do this because China is going to ban our shit. Um, but to hide behind it um, and then when questioned on it to continue to double down on that decision, I think that's where it gets frustrating. Personally. Yeah, like, and now all, any except coming out with, I'm just kind of like, yeah. like, that's why I was upset. Like, the Call of Duty thing, that upset me. Like, even though that was Activision, that's Activision side, it wasn't Blizzard itself, but it's like they're a joint they're company same. now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just like, just, it, it, I don't know, I'm just mad. Yeah, and again, I think as with most controversies, there's a way to go about consuming a product from them and not agreeing with something they've done, right? So I don't think that if we go out and buy Diablo 4 or Overwatch 2 or anything like that, that we are supporting the anti-democracy Hong Kong movement, right? Or we're supporting police brutality or anything like that. Um, I don't think that that's true either, um, which is totally what some people are going to try to frame this as as well. Um, there, there's, there's a middle ground there where you can, you know, you can be a part of a community and continue consuming that community stuff well at the same time being upset at w some of the things that the community has stood up for um and so i don't know like uh, blizzcon came um they announced some stuff uh and i just wish that they would have been better about this and, and it's been really fascinating like jeff kaplan who is probably the most recognizable name at Blizzard right now. Um, Jeff came out and said, they handled this wrong. A team that wasn't the higher-ups handled this incorrectly. Um, and he basically said, free speech is important to me. Um, and so this was, you know, this was the, the bad way to do it. Um, but I can't help but feel like also Jeff Kaplan, again, is the most recognizable name of Blizzard. Um, I can't help but feel like that was 100% staged. It's, it's yeah, you their, gotta, own, you gotta, you gotta it's wonder, their like, only out you know, now. Cover, yeah, trying to cover what covering what just they did. I mean, because, well, I mean, what they did was just like a total slap in the face. Because is obviously this. Mr. Chung, Bliss Chung, is he's obviously of Chinese descent, is Chinese, I don't know, is he American? I don't I guess I don't tell us behind that. I, I'm not really sure. Because if he's if he's literally from Hong Kong, yeah, like that is like he's standing up for his people and like I think that's still how he was seen as he's standing up for his people and he's getting now punished by I don't know, it's just a whole thing. So it was terribly, terribly handled, wrong, they shouldn't have definitely been you know i don't know it was not a good situation i think they could have just not done anything and then behind the scenes worked out a deal sure or you know done something and then said hey we fucked up we're sorry 
Yeah, that's the thing. They they didn't apologize for how they handled. And that's I think that's the biggest thing. They apologized that it happened, not not that they handled it poorly. All right, let's move. So, I don't talk about that anymore. Uh, but then, yeah, but well, that's so because we have these two huge announcements at Blizz Diablo Four, like you just mentioned earlier, and I'm sure Jason probably wants to talk about this one. Overwatch yeah, 2. Well, and so like, we're going to do exactly what I just argued against, right? We're, we're going to go, we're going to basically ignore the fact that this company did, did this, and we're just going to go talk about their games. Uh, so, uh, yeah, well, it, but it's the thing is like this, this controversy overshadowed these two big announcements. Yeah. And I, that sucks for everybody involved on the teams that make these games. Right. Yeah. Um, but first of all, Diablo four looks like, uh, the fact that my chemical romance is now on tour um, is not uh, like that was all planned. Like the return of the emo is here. Um, <laughs> it's not a face, mom. <laughs> so uh, Diablo Four. Um, I I will. I've never played a Diablo game. They don't really look like they like. I will even really enjoy them, but. Um, you know, if you like the gray, red, dark green color palette, I've got a game for you. Well, the thing is, the games are really great for the people who enjoy them. For me personally, isometric uh, games where you're where you it's hard to say exactly what it is, but it's it's an isometric game. You're looking top down. You click on the enemies you want to attack. And it's all about, you know, how do I make this this number higher? And, like, it's kind of the destiny mentality. You go in, how do I make my numbers higher? And that's not a bad thing. You're giving me a face that is worrying me. Is everything okay? I like games where the numbers get higher. That's a thing uh, I not do. Not a clicker. Not a clicker. <laughs> but... Uh, it's like, how do I build? <laughs> how do I build my character to make my numbers higher? That's that's the kind of the mentality in Diablo. It doesn't appeal to me, but a lot of people love it, and it looks like you know aesthetically, they. It but but like guys, I have the best idea. I've played Diablo, Nova. but for your phone. Yes, yeah, which is still coming out. It's fine. I know. I, I know. Um, All right. Well. But yeah. So. Um. I guess the last thing we'll talk about is Overwatch 2. Right. Um, so Overwatch 2 uh, is basically... It's the sequel to Overwatch. Um, but it's also just the same game. So Overwatch 2 should have been um, just uh, an Overwatch expansion. Um, but it's... It looks like um, the PvP is not changing. In fact, no. if you play like Overwatch and y like if you will play with Overwatch two players, the PvP will be the same. The pools will right. stay the same. Um, you'll get the same heroes, the same maps. Blah blah blah. Your cosmetics will transfer over and back and forth. Whatever. Um, what Overwatch two is. Um, or ads is uh, kind of a, almost like a story mode um, yeah. which they've kind of like maybe experimented with um, 
And like I with think the that experimentation kind of is what's leading to part of this. Like, I had the same feeling, like, isn't this just an expansion? Yeah. I'm thinking the fact that they're calling it Overwatch 2, I feel like it has to be a substantial story and not just, like, three or four missions. Because yeah, even, the way Kaplan's talking about it, he's like, this is gonna revel. It is gonna change what sequels are and everything like that. And like, I think it has to be substantial, or else he wouldn't be able to say. Yeah, that. yeah. I really don't know. I I guess I'm kind of interested in seeing what ends up coming of it because, like, it, to me, it kind of like I had that feeling, kind of like when I played the Destiny One beta, where you know right. when you get to the moon and you're like, wait a second, did I just beat a third of the game? Um, right. And, like, they kind of felt like that because in the trailer, they actually show a certain amount of sites. It's like six or seven different locations that are right. all based on maps that we already have. Um, and so I, I, like, saw that. I was like, are they just going to kind of be missions based around in those areas? Does that mean that's all there's going to be? And Granted, it also... At this point... They have. It always shocks me whenever I hear how many maps are in Overwatch now. It's like oh yeah, no, totally. Fifteen, sixteen, maybe more. You know, totally. Um, but I, I don't know. I just have to kind of wonder about it. Right. Um, especially because they're leaning on the fact that it's highly replayable. Right. When um, it, the story they didn't mention it for that. They had a separate mode which they haven't delved into really much at all other than mentioning it and that's where they it were looks talking like about horde the highly mode. replayable stuff yeah it's, I think it's kind of a horde mode style thing like I said like they've done things yeah. like this in the past like uh, the Halloween event for example mm-hmm. um, or there was that one the archives like, event yeah like there was the one where you were like the four people and you kind of did a little mission right um, yeah that's up was up the archive right. event yeah yeah so, um, I don't know. Um, one thing that kind of gave me a little more hope is because I was a little nervous when it came out. I was like, are you really just releasing this and having it almost nothing? But I watched a little bit. When they announced it, they had some streamers. One of the guys I follow, Siegel. Another one, Fran. Those two, I watched them for a little while. And they were playing through it, and it seemed like it has the blizzard polish of the past it seems like it's something that's actually legitimate they're talking about it and they're like yeah i'm really enjoying this I, this is a lot of fun so i'm some so yeah. i question like it can't be just i'm i mean i'm sure it has the polish <laughs> i'm sure there's stuff in there um but i, I just, know what you I, mean I, yeah, it's just I think calling it Overwatch Two, saying it's the sequel, blah de blah de blah. I think like that's a weird unless they really really announce something that blows it out of the water. I don't know that that yeah. it feels more like an expansion and that they should be kind of more outright about that. Um, just because you know, again, for those like us, it doesn't matter. Like mm. we know, but it's the you know the the other consumers the ones who don't talk about video games all the time right you know it's them that you kind of have to think like yo 
you know, what are they going? Grandma is going to be standing in the aisle and she's not going to know what the fuck she's buying. Right. And it's something I definitely I'm wondering about. I mean, the fact that they're leaving the entire PvP system in makes me think that that part it can't be the main selling point. I mean, sure. otherwise you just There's stay on be something. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I totally agree. There's got to be something. I just that they haven't shown it yet. Yeah, I don't think they're. Well, they've proven they're pretty stupid, but I don't think <laughs> from creating games, I don't think they would say, "Yeah, this yeah, is a sequel," and then. But yeah, yeah, like it's the developers that are doing this, and they're not the ones yeah. that are out there, you know. Yeah. Supporting, yeah, like so. I'd imagine it's going to be substantial. It it would have to be because people right. would lose their minds if it's like, mm-hmm. here's your six missions that'll take you four hours to beat. People would be irate and they would just not. Well, first off, they wouldn't buy the game. It's like, well, what's the yeah. point? I'm just gonna keep playing Overwatch. So now, what if you could play those six missions with different characters, and so all of a sudden, your four hours—if you want to do it with all of your different characters—what if that turns into fifty or sixty? Well, and maybe that's what it is. Like how I how I how I see it being is it's a like a campaign where you bounce from character to character, doing different things in. I can see that being really fun. It's just got to be smart. It's got to be long enough. And obviously the replayability. So maybe it mats onto something. Maybe you pick a character, do the campaign, do it with another character, and it's slightly different. And then slightly different. Slightly different. The story seems to actually follow something. Because, like, at the end of the mission I was watching, like, they were going through, they did their whole thing at wherever they are. And then at the very end, you know, everyone's in the helicopter to get ready to go. Lucio is he doesn't quite make it in so they're taking off without him so like I feel like to add that sort of conflict into one mission you can't just resolve it in the next mission it's going to have to have a whole story arc behind it you know I feel like it's going to be more substantial but the way they announced it just makes you sit there like is it or what what's going on it's just it was really weird <sighs> Overwatch the 2, colon, yeah. the overwatching. <laughs> uh, they're going to have to knock it out of the park. That and Diablo 4 and everything that comes out from Blizzard in the next next year is going to have to be perfect because people, like you said, like you know, with a 24-hour news cycle, whatever, people blah, 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 but, like, but they still remember because they're like, oh, I hate Blizzard. Oh, yeah, because they did this thing. And if their games aren't great, that are coming out, it's people are are not. Gonna They'll be, be more apt to yeah do that bullshit. So a lot of eyes on Blizzard, and, and that sucks for the developers because the developers yeah. had nothing to do with this. They're just doing their jobs. So they now there's so much more pressure on them to release this perfect game because if it's not good, Blizzard's in trouble. I think I wouldn't say like bankruptcy trouble but like the people no. will turn and and they won't sell the product that they were hoping to sell move the volume they need to sell to like to pay their employees and we'll see another round of 200 people getting laid off from the company or something like that so yeah yeah that's that's my uh, take on all this 
Uh, so yeah, uh, we've been here for a while. So um, it's uh, been yeah too long, three hours. Yeah, now. yeah. We uh, we have a list of recent releases. Just kind of run through this. Um, a lot of these we've played. A lot of these, or some of these we haven't. Um, Gears Five. Uh, and uh, like I said, this is since like the last time. So this was September tenth. Borderlands Three was <laughs> shortly after that. Link's Awakening which I have some time in. Um, Untitled Goose Game, which we talked about. Code Vein. Um, did which I totally play? forgot about. Anybody play Code Vein? It's a lot of fun. You I have? Like okay. okay. Yeah. Um, Destiny 2, Shadowkeep. Uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. It's a turd. It's a big turd. Uh, <laughs> Modern <laughs> Warfare. Outer Worlds. Not, Lu- not turds. Luigi's Mansion 3. Did anybody pick that up yet? I did. I haven't had a lot of time to play it, but have it, you made it to it Luigi the, yet? Not yet. It, it's oh. it's got the Nintendo polish, though. So they did a yeah, good job. Totally. With it. Um, Death Stranding. Um, and then games coming up. Uh, so today, um, as of recording this. Um, which is November 15th, I think, or something like that. Um, yeah. You nailed it. Good job. <laughs> po- uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. No, today's the uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, yeah. <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, and then coming out soonish on December 3rd. We close out Life is Strange 2 with episode 5, which I'm excited about. Um, so, yeah, that's that's some hot uh, stuff coming out. Uh, and also, it's time to start thinking about Game of the Year. Yep, I think we're um, going to have to really... We need to make this a more regular thing, yeah, these podcasts aren't three hours long. Well, and I'm not even just talking about like the podcast recording something. Some, I'm like, it's game of the something. year time. I know. Like, I want to do something for that, so maybe we can. Maybe we I'm can always like, it. yeah, I'm always enjoy like and like kind of looking back on the year and saying like, oh, this is what happened, and this is what I liked, and this is what I didn't like. Um, not just like. Like recording, but also just kind of personally, um, because there's a lot of stuff that came out this year that I like. I like went through the list and I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh this was good. And so I was like, I was going through. I was like, all right, um, this. I think this year is better than I initially thought it was. Um, I just like to say real quick. I I like to imagine that Matt's sitting in his room at home and his roommates just hear him. No contest. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Just say. Oh yeah! Oh no! That was oh that was stop. Um, <laughs> and beyond that, it's the last year in the decade. Which yeah, means we are we are moving game of the decade. Oh, oh that's so. That's um, a fun. Do do we do like honestly? We could do like a top hundred list. Fuck no. <laughs> Matt, you're like what? No, I'm, kill I'm me. Getting, I'm fucking doing that. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's just t- game, ten game of the year, ten games from every year. 
ten games. If it's not top one hundred, what we do game of the year? That's ten top tens. Yeah, ten top tens, and then you put them in order from there. Yikes! Um, Nope, you just do the top ten games of the decade. It's not that hard. All right, we'll we'll figure it out. Yikes! Are we gonna do that with the game of the year? Shenmue three is coming out soon. That's not on my list. What game is that? It's it's like next week or something. Really? I didn't see that. Yeah, I think Shenmue 3 comes out really soon. Anyways, uh, I'm going to sign off for the evening because it's been a while. Um, And honestly, I want to play some Outer Worlds. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) thanks to everyone who was listening. Thanks to everybody who was watching. Thanks to Austin and Jason for (laughs) always being here. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, um, SoundCloud, although I'm probably migrating the SoundCloud to another feed at some point. Um, uh, all of those are at Dry Spell Radio, and then there's also DrySpellRadio.com um, that you can go to that contains all of this information and all of these posts. There is an RSS feed that you can subscribe to. If you have some kind of thing that reads RSS feeds anymore, um, but you can also find us on iTunes and Google Play and like all of your uh, your normal podcast providers. Uh, so yeah, uh, until next time, thanks for watching. Um, didn't we come up with a closing the other? Left? Anyways, uh, I, I think so. that's I think that's gonna be it for us. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye.